0: If you find this episode helpful, consider becoming a Kettle Knight. Simply click the join button on our YouTube channel and become a podcast supporter. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have another episode of the powerful Kettle Knights podcast and I have with me Emilio Joubert. My my main man, he's a strong man. (laughs) He's an online coach. He's a personal trainer. He's an RKC2. Yep. and uh he's been into kettlebell sport he's dabbling around with a lot of weights, but he just shared with me that he loves kettlebells especially and the reason why we have a conversation right now is because i posted a crossfit video Let, let's put it like this i posted a critique a review of uh the crossfit style technique that they had back when the games were on then emilio did a a, a story on instagram tagged me and i liked the story i liked the way how he's, uh, 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 we was sharing his, his perspective, and so I said, "You know what? Let's have a conversation on the podcast." So, Emilio, welcome.
1: Thank you, man. It's so exciting. Yeah, we were talking about it before we got on. Yeah, I've been watching you for for a long time, so it's really cool to like be one on one and actually
0: talking with you. Awesome, appreciate it, brother. Awesome. For sure. So. Before we get started with everything, the thing that I always love to do is to get your background. How did you get yeah. started? I mean, you shared strongman, you shared RKC, yeah. you shared uh, some kettlebell sports stuff that we, that you shared before we started the recording. So let me know. How did you get started with training and stuff?
1: Yeah, so I guess it depends on how far back you want to go. Like, if I start from essentially how I started when I was like 15, I'm 26 now. So mm. when I was like 15, mm. I was wicked overweight. Like, not like overweight. Like when I training for strong or like bulking up for a strong man, but like unhealthy metabolically metabolic issues and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I was also going through a lot of really tough stuff growing up, right? Like, you know, I had to leave home. My mom passed away when I was 14 years old. And Ooh. I kind of found mm. myself in this like really like dark place. Mm. And I remember, do you know who Elliot Hulse is? No, you do. You yeah, do. yeah, of
0: course me. Elliot Hulse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't and know remember, who he is? Right,
1: yeah. And I saw a video about like, you know, his like thing like bioenergetics or something like that, where he just like yelled i was like i wasn't working out yet but i yes. remember i like i was just in a really dark place and i watched mm. that video where he was just like yelling and it was like ra- i'll never forget it was like raining my grandparents who are living with were like out and i just like went outside and just like ran back and forth until i was like exhausted uh really? and that was like my first time ever working out i like and from there it was like i was hooked um so after that from that started, video
0: from that video
1: from that video yep from when i did that like that really emo- back and forth where I was crying. That's what got me into it. And then from there, I started just general strength training. Um, I was I was actually pretty strong, even as a kid. Like, I think my first 180 deadlift, I was like 18, or no, 16 or something, 17. I was Solid, young. Solid, man. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. then I got into running, and that was like, all my gains went away, because I was just like running all the time. Um, got into CrossFit, tore my knee. Not from CrossFit, though. Not from CrossFit. <laughs> I didn't tear my knee from CrossFit. Okay, I, okay. I, I jumped on my friend, and he threw me off. Totally quit working out. Like, I Mm. stopped after I tore my knee and got the knee surgery. Also, COVID Mm. started. Mm. Um, And then, Mm. you know, it's funny. Before COVID started, I had actually purchased a pair of 32-kilogram kettlebells. Those were, like, the only things that I had. And I remember sort of being like, well, I mean, I might as well do something. So just living in Los Angeles, that's where I was at the time. I started just doing, like, 100 swings for time. Not, like, simple and sinister type stuff. Just, like, I would put on music and I'd be like, let me break my record today. Let me break my record Um, And then I kind of caught the kettlebell bug from there, My girlfriend was like, oh, dude, like you're using these kettlebells all the time. And I was getting pretty good with them. So she bought me the RKC one. And yeah, I know a big deal. And so from there, I've been I've become a full time coach. I have been like reinvigorating people to get into fitness, especially those who have been injured, um, because essentially I went from like not moving at all to becoming a relatively decent athlete in a sport. Um, So that's that's kind of, you know, I gave you the long version of the answer, but I think, you know, it's good to start off that way. Uh, awesome. So from 15 to now, I've been working out 11 years now, so pretty cool. Wow,
0: wow. That, that's solid. That's solid, man. You know what really what I find interesting about your story is that this one particular video can ger- generate so much energy that you start to change your life completely. You know, that that's something yeah. that, that makes a huge impact for me who is doing YouTube. I don't consider myself a YouTuber. I consider myself a, a coach who uses YouTube yeah. as a platform. But sometimes you, get, you just get that description because I upload so much stuff. And of course, I'll also make money off of it. But here's the right. gist, man. I, I think it's safe to say that we sometimes, as, as YouTube or, or as folks who upload videos on YouTube, that we underestimate the power that a video can have.
1: Yes, yes. I think that's uh, online, I think that's like especially true. Like, <sighs> and that's why, if you, you've seen my Instagram a little bit, like I kind of go hard against a lot of misinformation and stuff like that when it comes to fitness. Because when your job is making money off of fitness content, it's really, by the way, can I swear? Is that okay? I swear. Yeah, yeah okay, keep going. Okay. So, yeah. so, so it's really yeah. easy to just like bullshit and, and make stuff up because you're just trying to get on the content mill and make up random pieces of content. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of online coaches, especially more beginner ones, don't really realize how damaging it can be to hear a wrong piece of information. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain things, like I've seen you post a lot about like the bent arms on the swing. Right. Where it's like, you'll have a lot of people have bad technique because for whatever reason, they don't have the right leverages to go all the way out, but, and they want to bend their elbows. Do you know what I'm talking about? And then they'll start hating the kettlebell swing, right? Because they've heard online that it's not okay to bend your elbows, but everything in their body is telling them to bend their elbows. So you potentially just took somebody who could have gotten into kettlebell training, loved it, found a passion. And because of the video that you put out, because you need to put something on the content mill now, all of a sudden everybody, or somebody doesn't want to do it, do you get what I'm saying? So and that's, that's kind of why I, I really appreciate good information being put out and why I try to hit against when it's not good information.
0: Well, I think you're sharing a valuable point, but I'm, I'm guilty of what you just shared because <laughs> we're not, yeah, 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 because that's just, that's just the life of becoming Spartan. a content creator, right? And, and, and mm-hmm. finding your niche and finding your voice, and then you do all types of stuff. Yeah. And one thing, and let's just stick with this, uh, with the spent arm thing because a lot sure. of people always always uh really make it clear that if you start bending your arms you are t-rexing it right right so funny thing is and i think that's something that you only experience when you swing very heavy weights yeah the tendency for the weight to want to drop down to the floor is way higher because you know gra- gravity is always the same a physicist t- t- taught me this he said gravity right. is always the pull is always the same but the weight gets heavier so it's not right. a stronger pull from gravity so i had to change my description i always said there's a stronger pull of gravity than the physicist told me no 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 no. the pull is always the same you're just using heavier yeah, weight yeah but the okay, mass is it. different
1: right <laughs> yes the
0: mass is different exactly so you, you 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 start bending your elbows to a certain extent and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you focus on your hips. Yes. So the hips are the prime movers. Of course, right. if you start extending your arms to the uh, uh, outwards like this, there is a bigger arc and a bigger circle that's happening. Okay, that's something that we can have a discussion about if that's valuable or not. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, the swing is a, is focuses on the hips. So if you start right. bending or if you keep them straight, who cares, doesn't matter. And what Thank I like you. and what I like about your posts and, and 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 the the content that you put out is uh, we've talked about this before. You lift from all different angles. Yeah. Where some might even say, "Oh, that that looks unhealthy. That looks bad for your back or whatever have you." Yeah. But but from my perspective, you want to lift stuff from certain angles that are awkward because life just works that way, exactly. Right. Like, it, and this is something that I
1: tell to a lot of. Well, first of all, I think it's important to note that a lot of the way that I train is not necessarily how I train my clients because I've gotten I've gotten Good feedback point. about that before. Good point. Like, yeah. I I am very flexible. I train a lot in these weird ranges of motion. So yeah, when I'm doing like 160 kilos on a Zercher deadlift, like I'm not expecting my my clients to be able to do that right, they might just practice some round back lifting with a med ball to practice that. Huh. Um, but I, you Good get, point. so this, it's all about progressive overload, right? Uh, exactly. So when you're working on these extreme range of motion type things, you have to build a body of iron, but iron isn't built in a day, right? So if you wanna get into round back lifting, if you wanna pick up a sandbag with your background, if you wanna search your deadlift, or even if you wanna do the kettlebell sport rack, right? You're not gonna start off with 48 kilos in a kettlebell sport rack. I mean, unless you're like Brian Shaw or something, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna start off with 16. And you're going to build up that tolerance to hitting that range of motion over and over again until and 32 point. feels good.
0: And, and if I right. may, if I may interject real quick, because you're raising so many good points, let let's stick with this idea of of yeah, Brian yeah. Shaw trying a rack. My my assumption would be, I I wonder what your take is, but my assumption would be that as a strong man, he is strong in every, let's say, like in in, in every uh, in every ounce of his body, he he's focusing on strength. Yeah, ergo, he's probably not as flexible. So my assumption would be that maybe he, he, he won't even be able to achieve a solid rack position. Yeah,
1: because, like you're talking about like the, on the iliac crest, that type of thing.
0: And, and the funny thing is the iliac crest is only important if you have the proper body mechanics. I've learned this from yeah. the Russians. Because if you don't have long limbs and a short torso, you probably never reach your iliac crest. So right. the only thing that you then do is you reach for your stomach. Right. So and, and, and what the rack then at the end of the day is supposed to be is, and that's what a lot of people get wrong. They think it's bad on the, on, on the lower back. When yeah. in reality, it, the only thing that you're doing in a rack position is you are exaggerating the, the natural kyphotic position of the T-spine. Yep. So it happens up here, up right. here. And not down in the in the L. Right, yeah, part, you're not right? you're not
1: tucking your, your like pelvis in, right? Like you're not bending. Exactly, it in. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You are you are just flexing or bending right. the upper part of the spine, which is bent per, by nature, by right. default. Yep, exactly, right? yeah. Mm, yeah.
1: You know, actually, I, I sort of learned this because I I firmly believe that almost every single school of thought has at least something worth learning. And so I'm very like agnostic when it comes to certain techniques. Um, I started off, I obviously, was, was RKC2, but I actually trained mostly with sport techniques or sport styles, and the way that I sort of started to pick up on that was I got, like, the inkling that I wanted to strict press double 48-kilogram kettlebells, and what I noticed was I'm not the biggest guy. Like Even at, I'm at 212 right now, like, you know, I'm not super jacked out of my mind, and I'm also only, oh, man, I'm like 180 centimeters. I think that would be the, the translation mm-hmm. of centimeters of 5'9". Um, mm-hmm. So, like, when I rack the 248s. If I hold it hard style, it literally feels like it's dragging me forward. Like I feel like I'm going to fall. And so I started doing that, right? I started doing the sport rack. And so if you watch my video of me pressing the double, by the way, I did hit it, the double 48 kilogram strict press. I go from the sport rack into like extension and I'm like, I'm extended out like that. And then I hit it, right? And so like... The, when people say things like, oh, you know, especially hard style lords, I don't know what else to call them, or like, hard oh, you know, lore. like sport. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what else to call it. Sorry. I, I can say it. I'm an RKC too. Okay. Um, they'll be like, oh, you know, sports style is like uh, super efficient. It's not the best for strength development and stuff like that. But this is like fundamentally untrue, right? Like I have jerked 60-kilogram kettlebell with sports style technique. Right, like there's a reason why you have that elbow connection there's a reason why you're able to drive your elbow straight up as opposed to out you're more advantaged in these positions so Mm. it's all about just understanding what the purpose of the movement Mm -hmm. that you're doing is and then you apply the school technique right like it's like when i bench press i'm not larson pressing all the time that's what heart style is it's like always larson pressing right if i want to be disadvantaged i'll do that but if i want to be advantaged i'm going to be here
0: you drop, you're dropping so many truth bombs and it's hard for me to keep up, man. I'm trying, you're... the
1: caffeine's hitting me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love this. You, you share, it, it is what it is. And what you are saying, I uh, encapsulate this school of thought that you're having with one sentence. It is not about the style. It's all about intent
1: exactly that's yep. what matters 100%
0: that's what matters, that's that's what what matters. matters. that was and 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 here's another uh, school of thought if we assume and here's here's the thing i'm not in neither camp i'm neither sport i'm neither heart style I'm, my yeah. idea is i love kettlebells i believe if you start using the ballistics with kettlebells we are emulating the barbell world or weightlifting because you say they say back in the day when 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 the kettlebell uh, was getting more popular in Russia. They say that the kettlebell is a poor man's barbell. Right, so what? Yeah. What? What they were doing is, or what these guys were doing back when you follow the history, they were creating these lifts, and then weightlifting got big, and so the kettlebell folks used a different training modality than the barbell, but 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 did mm-hmm. the same movements. So it is if we say that a a jerk or a sport wreck, or whatever you want to call it, or a clean and press, or a snatch with the sport technique, whatever you want to say. If you think it doesn't develop strength, you can say, it would be, the, the, the equivalent would be to say, the weightlifters do not develop strength because yes. they use uh, yeah, the most exactly. efficient bar, ba- bar path, right?
1: right? No, exactly. That's literally exactly what it is. <laughs> like, like right. It, it, this is the thing that drives me crazy. Like when I have these, and the thing is, it's mostly online these discussions, right? Yeah, like, most definitely. Your clients don't really know about this, right? Yeah, uh, most just definitely. Like a, yeah, like yeah. an uh, online like intercoach thing, but like it drives yes, me yes, crazy yes. when people act like holding it here versus holding it here is going to build more strength because I also don't know what that means. I don't know what it means to have more strength, more strength in this position. Yeah, if you train in this position, you will have more strength here. If you train here, you'll have more strength here. But at the end of the day, as you said, it comes down to intent, right? I compete in strongman. I I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu on the side a little bit. So maintaining this like super rigid, upright position isn't actually in a lot of benefit for me because when you do things, oh, let me see if I can make it work. Like when you mm-hmm. do things like the log press, Right, Mm -hmm. you're not Mm -hmm. log pressing like this. You literally log press like you're an extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: You're extending the T spine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's like so you
1: you have to like you have to pick your movements because I don't always have access to I don't always want to roll out to the gym set up the log. Sometimes I'll emulate it with the kettlebell. And so you just, you need to know, and I mean, I, I don't advise people to do that, right? Where you're like 100% extension, almost laying back. That's like a very, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that I mean, took me a while to build up to, right? Most but, definitely. Uh, it's
0: like you're saying, you have to be strong first, or you got to build the iron first, and then you exactly. can venture out into different territories. But you're, right. it, it is, it is this most important aspect to understand that when you, for example, press heavy weights, you're always using your body's leverage, your body moves around the weight. So of yeah. course you will move and, and and that's why I think having some sort of understanding from the biomechanical reality of the spine or of the hips, you don't have to go too deep, but just understanding that extending the spine and pushing yourself away from the weight to keep the weight Uh, alongside the middle of your center of mass, of course you want to push yourself away because you don't want... that's literally what you do. Yes, you don't want the weight out here because then it's impossible for you to lift it. Right, I also don't think...
1: I'm sorry, no, no, you Yeah, keep going,
0: keep going, keep going. going.
1: I was going to say, I also don't think that there's a lot of studies about the dangers of extension. Right? Yeah. like I know that we've, we've discussed flexion and there's even camps that don't necessarily agree with like Stuart McGill and stuff. I'm not- Yeah, that's like, fascinating. I was an Italian major in college, right? Like I'm not going to weigh in on that, okay? I, I train how I want to train. If I injure myself, I'm okay with that. Um, but we don't have a lot of discussion about extension, which is a lot mm-hmm. of kettlebells for it, right? Yes. Um, so, sorry, that's all I wanted to say. You can yes, keep going. Good,
0: good point, good point. And wow, you're raising very interesting points about uh, Stu McGill. I just recently, I started following a physiotherapist on- on Instagram, and I think his, his major stick is to, is to always go against the grain to a certain extent. I, I don't want to <laughs> yeah I don't want to talk bad about it, but you know you like you, you said it, the content mill, and then people expect yeah, something yeah, yeah. You from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. then you need to do it, right? So I, I, And by the way, I learned this on YouTube. I learned this really fast. I was like, okay, do I want to do this, this type of content, and then only please these folks? Or do I yeah. want to, you know, because you, I think you can still stay close to your niche? and then right. try different formats but as soon as right. you start going down one rabbit hole and you get a lot of views for example drama so you're in, yep. you're a fitness drama youtuber yeah you can you can watch very very famous youtubers when they when they post material where they talk about technique and fitness and stuff nobody watches it but when they talk about other folks boom right they they get millions yeah, of Yeah 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 they get millions
1: yeah but That's true. no you're
0: right I'm da- I'm digressing so I'm following this guy and he's sharing exactly what you're saying about Stu McGill. Yeah. And and he doesn't attack him directly, but he says, hey, the Jefferson curl. Right? Yeah, i are
2: talking about, Right? We should stop <laughs> yeah.
0: we should stop telling everybody to hinge and have a straight back, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And right, right. I, I get it to a certain extent that your spine has is limited when it comes to movement. It, it is rather a column to stabilize your body. But you want to be strength, you, maybe some people need to be strong in certain awkward positions, right? Of course, I get this. Mm-hmm. But I think at the same time, just because you show me some studies that, that that say that flexion isn't a problem when you deadlift, I'll never start telling my clients, hey, just, you can, you can deadlift like the hunchback of Notre Dame, Dude, right? Yes, you don't do
1: that, it. Exactly, thank you, yes, exactly. No, that's like, so like, you have to, this is my perspective, right? You have to take time and understand why you are programming things for clients, right? So when you – when I am working – like, okay, so for instance, I just trained – actually, she's a fan of yours. I just trained somebody. Her name is Joanne, right? So awesome. shout out to you, Joanne. Yeah, yeah.
0: She, she loves
1: – you got her started with kettlebells. Um, awesome. She's extremely flexible. She's 64. She does yoga. She's extremely good at it. She moves excellently.
0: Awesome.
1: Um, but she's currently dealing with some like osteoporosis type issues and things like that. So, there are certain things in my warm up I like to practice, like I said, relatively lightly loaded, extension, flexion of the spine, nothing crazy that's lightly progressed, right? But because for her, she's going through osteo, that is like, that is, um. how do you say it in English? I, I don't even remember it in any other language, but I'm trying to <laughs> see if you would know it. It's like, oh, contraindicated, contraindicated. Okay. Um, yeah. That's contraindicated for osteoporosis. So, I skip that, right? Like you have to understand who it is that you're working for or working with. I have another client, his name's Carl. The dude isn't thing. He's urched squatted five hundred. The dude like lives wow. in extension. Oh, sorry, a uh, two, two forty or two thirty, whatever that would be, Kilo. Um, he's a monster, right? And he lives in ex- inflection. It's like his favorite position. When I've worked with him to get him into extension on his back squats or anything, it hurts past a certain load. Right, and so it's mm-hmm. it's almost in the reverse. Where I've been like, okay, I'm actually going to hurt you. I'm going to put you in pain if I uh, force a philosophy on you, right? Mm-hmm. So I almost need to divorce myself from how I feel about training, uh, and I need to meet him where he's at, right? And that that was extremely hard for me because I was like, dude, I'm going to have you do light, morning, right? You're going to put it on your back. You're going to do this, and he was like, every single block we did that, he was like, I feel like shit, Emilio. You know, like my lower back hurts. I'm pumped. And he was like, when I allow myself to do minor flexion, not a lot, minor flexion, he's like, I feel amazing.
0: See, it's, you have to understand. And that's why you have the experience of a trainer. So this, this changes the whole paradigm because yeah. like you mentioned, some folks who are only online just see their own perspective or their, right. own, their own experience. Maybe they even work with some clients, but here's the thing, you have to work with a broad, range yes. of people and understand where these people are coming from. I had this great conversation with Stu McGill when I had him on a podcast and he said, yeah, he was working, it was, it was a great episode. So I had a, I, uh, he said I had a world-class woodchopper in my uh, Okay. in therapy. And he said, he was extremely one-sided, extremely, yeah. right? Of course, yeah. right because right, he, right. He, he's using his strongest side. So then he said, You would do this man a huge disservice if you would try to equalize him or balance him. Yes. Because his strength is in a completely different range that he needs for his sport. Right. So that's why you're saying you're having a hard time. I had a hard time as well. I had to open myself. And that's why I'm having these podcasts because I talk to so many people from all around the world and it opens up my horizon to an extent that I wouldn't have had, or that that I didn't have before. And mm-hmm. now I understand that, and uh, Sean Mosen shared this with me. Sean Mosen is, uh, shout out to Sean Mosen. He was the first guy who who, who brought kettlebells to Canada. So he right. was in the 2000s, 99, the OG guys from the RKC days when Pavel was getting started with John Lecane. These OGs, right? right we're now in their 50s and, and, and such. So he said, uh, he, uh, oh man, I just forgot my I train of thought. Sometimes I want to say so many things all at once. Well, you're saying that you are.
1: You were introduced. Uh, Sean Moses introduced kettlebells to Canada. Yes.
0: He, uh, oh, what I saw. He said he shared something about, like, with me so valuable. <laughs> he shared oh, did, like <laughs> divorcing yourself from
1: your opinion on training. Yes, divorcing train myself. From,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, Where is that thought? Where did it go? Yes, we we were talking about. Um, I had you have to be open minded, right? Ah, man, maybe it comes back, who cares? Okay, no, so, hey, it happens, but, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but you know, when, when you're so, that's why I'm, I'm passionate about that stuff. So I have so yeah, many yeah, thoughts yeah. swelling in my head, then I have somebody who gives me that energy back, then I'm like, right. I have thousands of, of, of thoughts in my head. But to make a long story short, understanding that whenever you uh, have to open up your mind and understand that you don't just wanna be Limited to only one type of idea or one type yes. of philosophy. And Sean, by the way, even though it, that's not what I wanted to say about him, but Sean gave me this one mantra and this one great philosophy that I now live by. He said, "Listen, man, when it comes to kettlebells, it's two things: it's either high volume or high tension." Yeah,
1: and that yeah, defines, no, that makes sense. That defines right.
0: it, right? And 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 where I understand where hard style ideas are just. Um, uh, l- let's put it high tension ideas make sense is when you are engaging into the grinds, right? Right. You are, you are uh, death li- deadlifting a heavy weight. You're pressing a heavy weight, even though I think you can start from the rack like this, but you have to build up a lot of tension. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Somebody... you don't just like loosely press, right? Exactly. You have to be incredibly tight. Like it has to be, yeah. there has to be tension and bracing going on. But it's just understanding that that these two worlds can coexist, even though yes. they have different opinions and different philosophies, right?
1: But right. But also, and, and maybe this is getting into because you know, I, there's a lot of people on Reddit that are actually excited for this conversation. So I'm a mod at the, oh, on the oh, right, man. Oh, great, man. Oh, awesome, well, no, awesome. No, 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 don't worry. I, I'm steering them the right way. Okay, they started off a little rusty, but they're doing better. Um, <laughs> rusty, but, love it. Yeah, but this is this is like a, sort of an opinion that I have, right? Is like it is good to be pragmatic with training but it's also important to be principled with training right so like so when i find things that i agree in when i find things that i believe in i believe in them very ardently, right and so there are certain things where it's like okay sure like i I can use all of the hard style techniques with pistol squats it's been very valuable to have those with pull-ups it's super great to have those but like there are things that if somebody asks me and I'll say, you know, whatever, if people want to get mad, they can. There are things that I think about certain hard style techniques that are like fucking useless. Like, uh, so for instance, right? And sorry, my language. Like I said, yeah, I swear. Keep along. going. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the clean and jerk, the hard style clean and jerk, your video on it, de facto. It's, it's just it doesn't make any sense, right? Same thing mm. with the barbell. Like it would be like asking somebody to jerk a barbell out here, like so that there's no connection Nobody to your torso. It makes this. literally no yeah, sense. It, it makes no sense catching it no and sense. like forcing yourself to squat under it arbitrarily just because that's what the technique looks like that doesn't make any sense right so if you figure out that something doesn't serve a purpose from your training and from your understanding of movement be principled right be pragmatic but be principled oh,
2: um this. on the on this.
1: the other end i do not I, I am i'm not proficient in the double knee bend technique but I'm pretty good at the rack position, and I, I'm very flexible overhead. So I'm very mm. good at fixating overhead from the rack mm. position. Mm. So when I do, I practice short style or short cycle even in my uh, strongman training. Mm. When I practice the kettlebell jerk, I use straight up sport technique. Right, I'm mm. not, I'm not a Denisov mm. or anything like that. Right, mm-hmm. I'm not any of these like legends. Oh, I'm not Ivan Markov hitting 183 mm. in 10 minutes. Oh my God, unbelievable. Um, but that is the purpose. Do you get what I'm saying? So like I have learned these different techniques and I'm like, okay, hard style doesn't serve me here. Right. Hard wow. style doesn't serve me here. Hard style serves me on the pistol squat, So I use it. Wow. So I think that it's important to know why you're using these techniques rather than just being like, Oh, I train hard style. Like, man, yeah, so man. I do the hard style clean sport jerk. Right. It's like a hybrid.
0: Yeah, um, you're, but you're, when I man, do the you're, you're, you're opening up a can of worms, man. It's it's so. It's I'm, I'm good
1: to open it if you are. Awesome, <laughs> yeah. Man,
0: I, we can open the Pandora's box, man. I, I'm I'm with you on that. So the the video about the clean jerk, it's just, and that's why I love talking to Russians, man. And, and you yeah, know, I mean, no disrespect. Name. I'm a Westerner myself, you know. Even though yeah. even though I have uh, I have uh, roots in a little bit of the east of Europe, I still consider myself a Western, of course. And and growing up yeah. and living in Switzerland, of course, I'm a full blood full-grown, yeah. full-blooded uh, Westerner. So <laughs> the, the good thing about the Russians is, and especially about the books uh, that, uh, on, uh, of their teachings and, and their, their uh, sport philosophy, you know, I, I, read, I read books from Dr. Yuri Verkhoshansky. I had this yeah. conversation with Sergei Rudnev, with uh, Valery Fedorenko, all these guys. And here's what one, uh, his name is Andrew uh, Charniga. I had a podcast with him too. And he said the reason why he loves, and he's, he's a, he calls himself a weightlifting sports scientist. He's been in the sport for over 50 years. He's been a coach. He's been an athlete. He's everything. So he's like 67, I think in the mid, mid 60s. Uh, he's still young. He's this guy. Yeah. So uh, he says the good thing about the Russians is they only do one thing. They follow a logical thought of, of a, a logical sequence of thinking. So right. stuff has to make sense. It's not about, and, and, he's, and he shared this interesting uh, perspective with me. He said, you know, back then in the Soviet Union times, the idea was we want to be the best because we have the, the biggest enemy is the United States in the sports as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So we, we cannot draw from a huge pool of talent. So we have to take what we have and make the best out of it. So they had to follow logical conclusions because they didn't have no other incentive. But in the West, and especially nowadays, we have more incentives. For example, you mentioned this, be principled, uh, be passionate in your sport and principled in your thinking or something like this, right? Or yeah, be pragmatic in principle. Pragmatic, Be pragmatic in principled. So here's the thing. If I sell a program, I have a, if I have an incentive to sell you a program, right? and now here come thoughts and ideas that punch holes into my program and into my thinking and into my philosophy, I have two options. I can either say I have to adjust my thinking mm-hmm. because I have to follow logical evidence right. or I say that doesn't work or I, 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 I bash it and I say that, right. that, that it's wrong or whatever have you. Right. And here's where I, and that's the reason why I started or I got coaching or I invited Steve Carter into my gym and yeah. not Pavel right, because Steve Carter is way <laughs> open-minded. Yeah. And with when with Pavel yeah. and Strong First and RKC, I always got these vibes of we own the truth and yeah. we capitalize on the fact that we are the absolutionists here. Yeah. And so well, the only Sith deal in absolutes. <laughs>
2: well, let me put that aside, <laughs>
0: way: right? I'm not renewing my
1: RKC, like that's all, That's Okay, all I'm gonna all right. say about that. So like I, I agree mm. with you uh, when it comes to that. like I do think that there is like a certain brand of young because I'm 26 again, of younger people that are getting into training that are a little bit less um, um, a little bit less absolutist about their approach to training and yeah. their techniques. But even then like a lot of people don't actually because hard style is better at marketing for whatever reason it just wow. is right? They I don't are. know why. They I don't are. know what it is. I don't know what business course Pavel attended, but he's very good at it. I can uh, explain if so you like, want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's, let's do it in a second.
0: But um, I have the history, like, yeah,
1: yeah. of Oh, yeah, sure. I love it. A lot of beginner <laughs> uh, uh coaches in New York, that's where I'm based, they only know hard stuff. So, like, when they see me move, like, when I go to certs and stuff like that, they'll be like, oh, like you know, you should fix your technique, like you should do this. And I'm like, fix my technique. Do you want me to rip 32 kilogram, 100 snatches in five minutes right now? Unbroken? I'll am broken. i do it. And then I'll do a snatch test with 24 after twice. Actually, I did it three times a few days ago. I did three snatch sets in 24. <laughs> okay. so, and I did it with heart style, whatever. I don't want to break. Well, I do want to yeah, break yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. too much. But what I'm saying is, is like a lot of people whose noses are not wet yet training, they'll only know heart style technique. And so they will come off as closed minded. But then when you start to expose them to things like a 32-kilogram snatch test, using some more sport-style techniques with the drop-down and letting your shoulder cave in, they're like, oh, wow. Like, So you can get more out of that. And then I find mm. the younger people are a little bit more open when it comes to things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's they, like, yeah, no, when I've talked most to some the older – yeah, when I've talked to some of the older, especially, no offense – well, some offense, SFGs, right, like Strong First some certified people, say, yeah. I'm, I'm like, Jesus, like, is it possible for us to just have, like, a human conversation? Like, I'm not yeah. talking about a yeah, like, yeah. you can talk to me about your own personal training
0: opinions. So, yeah, you know, you know what's <laughs> you, you man, you're right. Listen, the here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I see a lot of perspectives, and one thing that yes. I see from the conversations that I have with these people, I was fortunate enough to have a conversation with John Duquesne. So John Duquesne was yeah. the guy right behind behind RKC with Pavel. So one thing that really struck me. And that was, by the way, one of the reasons why I instantly became more confident was that John Duquesne said, you know, one day when Pavel came up with the kettlebell, which he, of course, he, he spent time in Belarus, or I think, yeah, I think he's not Russian. No, you're right, right. I'm pretty so, sure. Yeah. So he says, or at least I have heard that he has a master of sport title. Right. Yeah, but it was like in like a back alley, right? Like, but yeah, that's 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 the, that's the thing. It's, yeah. it's 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 kind of like we don't know, we don't know, right? And here's right. and here's a funny thing. Here's a funny thing. The numbers were lower but, back then too.
1: Just
0: yeah, like. it it was yeah. different back then. Yes, the stands yeah. were completely completely different. But let's just assume he has it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. So he came to the West. He came with the kettlebell, and the kettlebell got lost. I mean, it was, it it, it it's funny. It has a big history. Let's let's let like, let's not like, get into this because I'm digressing. Yeah. So. Sure. He came, he got connected with John Duquesne, and John said, and Pavel, he he shared the story, he said, Pavel showed up to me, we had a conversation, because John visited one of his stretching seminars, and he was so fascinated with the way Pavel behaved himself, very charismatic, very very knowledgeable guy. So he said, let's do business, yeah, let's do, and he is, he is, let's do business together. So Pavel comes up with the kettlebell, and then he says, John says, if we wanna market this thing, we have to become the authority. Mm. And now you I can ask that. yourself, I've never heard this. yeah, it's fascinating. And now you can ask yourself, which, insti- which institution gave them or sanctioned them to become authorities? I have a hint. Themselves. They, they, they made Nobody. Themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. they made it Nobody, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: if there was an institution, it could have been the IKLF or uh, their, uh, whatever they yeah, yeah. was from kettlebell sport back in Russia right right okay maybe from these guys but they just decided here's the thing they decided let's become the authority and they decided let's do certifications
1: right
0: it's good money <laughs> nobody sanctioned them that's the thing and then you know steve carter got in dan john got in all these all ogs got in of course the yeah. curriculum got better and better because you got all these uh, right. great great minds coming in but here's the thing they decided to become authorities and well, when and i think heard- is
1: yeah, yeah. I was going to say like even if you watch those old videos, like when they were first starting to really put out content back in the day, like there are there are remnants of old school uh, sport training in the kettlebell technique that Pavel is using. Good right? Point. Like if you look at his old swing, he has a double knee bend. He's trying to figure out the hard style swing in the moment, so it looks a little like disjointed. Exactly. And he also does American swings, right? Everybody hates American swings. He has a video of him doing American swings. He doesn't call them that. He says just swing higher, but yeah, exactly. he still doesn't his get up is like a squat get up, right? Where he just brings his feet yeah. together. And yeah, it up. just brings, yeah. That wasn't it's, until Mark Chang came. Circus right? so. squat
0: up or something like this, what I would call it. But he, right. here's the thing, here's the thing. Even with Pavel back then, they invited Valery Fedorenko. Yeah, from the AKF. Yes. Right, the AFK? Yeah, AFK. Yeah, the honored master of sport, a legend. And oh, yeah, yeah. They invited him for a seminar and John said, after those, after the seminar, we, 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 are, we realized we got to do our own thing.
1: Wow, we okay. We cannot. Me that I love yeah, this yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, so I love it too. That's to why I'm having these conversations. Bit, yeah. So no,
0: he, said, he said, we, we don't want to follow this type of uh, training. training routine yeah. and this type of philosophy. We want to create our own. And here's, in, 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 in defense of John and Pavel, heart style is way easier. There are it is. way, yeah, it is. In, in sport, there's so many nuances. But yeah. in part style, it's way easier. Just when you swing, just just imitate a deadlift, right? It's a swinging yep. deadlift, there you go, right? right? If you clean it, boom, rack it, here you go. No nothing, right. keep the spine straight like you're used to, blah, 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 there you go. So, they it all makes sense then. So they started I also certifying think it's effective. on their own. Like, and I'm it's effective.
1: I also think it's effective, right? So like that's part of the benefit too, is like it maybe once you start getting more specialized in terms of your goals, it's less though, so, but for general health it is effective
0: it is and and we and we have we have to make sure that general that Pavel and John built a successful business on the backs of their satisfied customers with great results yep. so it's not something exactly. that they pushed they pushed some scam where everybody's like now oh now it doesn't work or whatever have you but the reason why Pavel went a completely different way is because it was intentional so yeah, they wanted right. to do it completely different because then if you do something different, you can call yourself the authority again, right? Because right, if, right. if you try something like where you already have an institution that, that sanctions authorities, they will come up, come up to you like I did in a clean and jerk and tell you, what's this supposed to be? Yeah, that's not right. right. That, that, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. right. What are you doing? And watch the SFG and RKC guys. They never jerk or they rarely jerk, right? Yeah, because it feels like shit. <laughs> It feels like it feels strange, and if you do it yeah. the let's call it like this, if you do it the weightlifting style, in the in the in, in the style like the weightlifters do, it feels awesome. It yeah, is it one does. of the best exercises, or at least from my perspective, my personal taste. It is one of the best exercises that you can do. Mm-hmm. And so, I the, and that's why I made this video because you have to see this distinction there is a clear distinction and then another another thing that i shared with john i i told him i said john why do you think this big chasm between these two worlds why yeah. does it exist what kind of co- culture were you guys fostering and he shared another another with me that? Yeah, that's a great that's a a question. Of course, because I wanted to know. And I the, yeah. you know the reason I, I don't ask in bad faith. I ask because I want to yeah, go yeah, I, I want to come closer to the truth, right? And right, sometimes right. I I, I and, and let me tell you, sometimes I ask people on a podcast and they got offended. Oh. And okay. I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to get to the bottom of the truth. If this yeah, offense yeah. you, okay, I'm sorry, right? right so right. John said, I said, why is it that this chasm exists and this culture of, uh oh, we own the truth. He said, I know why. When we did these certifications, they were like rituals. Yeah, they're weird. If you watch the old videos,
1: well, have you seen like, uh, well, they'll yeah, have yeah, like people be yeah. like, we are strong
0: friends and what
1: community community.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're not only fostering a community. He also said we also had a lot of ex militaries yeah a lot of these tough guys so of course if we foster a ritual where you get certified and then you own the certification and it's like uh more important than your wife right (laughs) then you start defending it with a passion People are that's serious it.
1: about it. They are. People, People get are very
0: angry. Very angry.
1: People get very angry. It's it's like, it really is. That's a great way to put it. That that was like, because that's the thing. Like I said, when I got started with kettlebells, I, by the way, I was self-coached to RKC2. I taught myself huh. all the way to RKC2. Mm. So, like, things that I did were just like, I I would just go out and I'd be like, let's do a snatch test for 32 kilos today. Let's just see how far I get. Right? I don't I like, know if I'm I getting, like
0: that approach, man. Just go balls to the walls. Like a, let's see what happens. I was
1: doing. I was doing Rite of Passage, Quick of the Dead, Simple and Sinister, and running, like, a half marathon, like, like every other day, like, during COVID, like, that was, like, my life, I, I was just trip. like, let's just do everything, um, <laughs> and I ended up hitting Timeless Sinister, and a, a couple of wow. other things, and so, Solid, yeah, I've done Time man. Sinister since, without training, it. We, we can talk about Simple and Sinister, because I, I have thoughts about that, but, um, what was I saying?
0: Oh I'm man. Now, now I yeah.
1: forgot what I was saying. Now I forgot what I was talking about.
0: Oh wait, wait, let me backtrack. See, so much energy. That that happens, <laughs> <I know>. right? Oh <laughs> what, uh, what say? were you saying? Uh we were talking about uh, no simple and sinister. Yeah, I wrote down simple and sinister, and so now it's stuck in my head. But uh you wanted to share uh, your preparation to the RKC. You were trying ah, that's everything. right. Yeah,
1: so I trained I trained myself for the RKC, yes, right? So like a yep, lot, yep. right? So like I never got it attached to hard style. Hard style was there the only go. thing that I knew because I had just seen a couple of videos that were technique stuff. I don't even—I don't even think it was Mark Wildman. I can't remember who it was. I, I like—I just remember seeing it, and I was like, oh, okay, that's how you do a clean and press. And so like, I just started doing it until like people started getting kind of mad at me on the Reddit because I wasn't doing, this was the four times before I became a mod, uh, because I started- Now you have like,
0: ascended, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Love like, it. I
1: started, yeah, yeah. Get banned. <laughs> I started naturally doing- uh, Love this. Like almost sports style techniques but like instead of a hard style rack, I would just do like 32 clean, clean and press for like as many as I could. Bam. And I would like- Man. Like start, start tilting off and then I would side press it, right? Like almost All like right. there's this guy I follow Ivan, I think it's his name. I'll, I'll send it to you later. Oh, uh, yeah, like, I know this guy
0: with the 40 yeah, kg, press, boom. Yeah, yeah, presses press like this. That.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I naturally started doing that. Yeah, and me too. So I do this too. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. It feels better, right? It's the yeah. same thing we were talking Leverage. about. With
0: Leverage. Leverage. Right?
1: Yep, yep. And so yeah. naturally, I just started adopting different training techniques. And then I found sport, and I was like, oh, I can learn from this. And that's how my philosophy started. So, like, I never got attached to hard style. I just did it right like and i got mm-hmm. rkc because i wanted to sort of how you talk about bringing steve cotter like i wanted to invest in my own education i i went to a pretty good like uh, college or university and stuff like i've always been an intellectual guy so i was like oh let me put my money where my mouth is and study awesome and awesome. so i wanted to be at the top of the hardstyle world to understand it before uh i moved on from it. or before i became like fully invested right and so i i have been shocked this is why i went on this long diatribe i apologize for talking too much um this is why I started, like, I why I've been put off by a lot of hard style like purists and stuff like that because mm-hmm. I find them so set in their ways in some in some mm-hmm. cases where I'm just mm-hmm. like, like I've been told to throw hard style or, or sports style, comp style kettlebells into the trash. Like I've been to a cert where somebody said that to me. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, and I'm like, why? What what, what purpose is there to say this?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. What purpose? Is I just there don't understand. To this? Yeah, yeah. It, like you have you to know, think it,
1: about that,
0: right? Like, yeah, you you know it's, it's, my my recommendation is always, I uh I recommend competition kettlebells, especially hollow core, oh, yeah. because because first of all the the weights never uh, the, the the weights change, but the size of the kettlebell remains the same, so you don't have to adapt to technique, and you are just getting used to one size and one type of kettlebell, and. So many people write to us on, on our channel and email, say, "Man, I only have a a cast iron, and I'm like, go for it, man! Yeah, yeah, I mean, go, it for still it. Works. go for <laughs> it, use it, use it, it's awesome! Yeah, yeah. And and they say, well, maybe it doesn't feel, and I'm I'm like, maybe, hey." maybe you can sell it to a vendor and they maybe get a competition, but brother, you don't have to. Right. You have a solid kettlebell, unless you have one of these crappy kettlebells, right? They yeah, exist, yeah, they yeah, do exist, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Where that I would is. also say, maybe you maybe you ditch them. But at the end of right. the day, here's the thing, maybe this person only has these crappy kettlebells. And now you said something in the beginning, who am I to to make their journey worse or to disincentivize them from, yeah. Engaging with kettlebells just because I said these are crappy kettlebells. And even though it might be true, it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to lift them if if these are the only ones that you have, right? Look, So that's that's what it is.
1: And Gregory, like in our line of business, because like you said, you're you're a coach first, right? Like
0: our job
1: is to make stronger, better people, right? Like that is our job. And so it is when once somebody realizes that they are not strong, that they are weak, right? And then it becomes a moral obligation almost for the people that they love and their family to become invested in strength training, right? It's okay yeah, to be weak, but once point. you know you are, you have to you, – you, it is like almost an obligation, right? Good and point. so we, we should not be de-incentivizing people from lifting weights. So like even if somebody only has that, that terrible kettlebell, it's like figure out how to use it in a way that's not going to hurt. Two are impressive. I don't care. Get something done because there are so many people that I work with that are older who have been sedentary their whole lives, who like naturally, we're talking about kyphotic positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, because they sit and are like at their desk all day, they sit like, yeah, yeah. and They, they walk around pain. like this. Yeah, and you'll be like, oh, dude, give me a high five. And he'll give you a high five like this. Yeah, yeah. Because he can't bring Extend your arm. arm. That's it. Yeah, and That's they it. can. And so yeah. like, the same, like, I don't think that a lot of coaches that are online, maybe they do. And maybe I'm just wrong. This is my perspective. Mm. But mm. like, I don't think they've realized how delicate. A lot of this stuff is—we're mm-hmm. like just doing okay. Is mm-hmm. is I'm speaking to the U.S. right? Mm-hmm. Just doing mm-hmm. okay is so much better than like sixty percent, seventy percent of America.
0: Most right, definitely. but but here here's the big but. I mean I fully agree, but here's the thing, and I I'm all, I, I also have to be careful to not uh, jump into this or not to jump on the bad bandwagon too much because okay, okay is fine most definitely use a crappy kettlebell use what you have most definitely you enjoy zumba classes do them you're losing weight <laughs> awesome do it do yeah. it by all means but here's the thing what type of videos do people watch on youtube a video where it's titled hey if you're average it's all good doesn't matter just use what you have or uh, if you okay, say this is the worst exercise ever stop doing it right right
1: I, people are going to watch the second one
0: that's what yeah, it is always, and always. and i and i i know I, I have been accused uh by yeah by redditors by example uh, for example who said <laughs> i love this and i actually love this i love this i am a clickbait merchant man i love this i have seen that comment right. a clickbait but <laughs> mer- i was like that's a great way to put it a clickbait merchant i love it yeah that was but on here's,
1: your video about the cleaning. Yeah, yeah yeah remember, yeah yeah sorry. but
0: here's my perspective and one a big youtuber shared this he said this is not clickbait it's legit bait okay you have to bait in people to watch your stuff yeah 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 yeah. but then you also deliver on what you're saying so but 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 here's but here's the thing um we are always as creators that's it it, the the system incentivizes us to say the five best exercises this is the worst thing that you can do never do this because people watch that stuff Yes. So we are incentivized to do it. So that's, and, and here, see, you, I'm trying to, from my perspective, I'm trying to, I'm walking a tight rope be- between my credentials as a coach. And I know what it yeah. is in reality, right? Because yeah. in reality, when you work with people one-on-one, it is always an individual question. Always, yes. always. There is, always. No, there is no best, there is no worst. It's always individual. Yep. But here's another thing. And that you've heard this too in the fitness space. Everybody says It depends. Yep. And and while this is true, if we would only abide by this rule, we shouldn't write books anymore, because with yeah, yeah, books because it, we are matter, giving, right? Like, we are giving solid right. recommendations, and then you can right. say, "Well, this doesn't apply to me." Yeah, because everybody's different. Well, what's the point of writing a book then, yeah. right? Be pragmatic, but be principled. That's, That's what it. I'm saying.
1: Be That's pragmatic, it. but be principled. That's exactly. Oi, Moni. I, the, <laughs> yeah. The one thing I will say. Um, so, like, I, I have also, because like I said, I've been consuming your content for a long time. Mm. There have been videos of yours, like, just straight up speaking that I'm like, nah, I don't agree. Right? But, like, I also don't take it as a moral failing on your end. Right? Or, like, That's I also true. understand that a lot of the time you make, I think a good one is uh, when you made the Brian Shaw swing video. Right? Yeah,
0: Brian Shaw. Yeah. I was like,
1: oh, I think there's context. And I actually commented, I don't know if you remember, I commented. Yeah, yeah. I saw
0: that. I saw that. I, oh, saw I, was, it. Like, I was like, with Gregory, the cag like, Yep.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, I think you don't understand that if there's actually an under. That you do that he's training for. But um, what was I gonna say? Like And here's the thing, keep tra- that thought, keep yeah, that thought, to- yeah, yeah, Emilio. Yeah, yeah.
0: Please please keep it. Yeah, I just want this, to yes. interject with the Brian Shaw thing. And and here's what I said in response. I said, if because I know the toss exercise, but yeah, yeah, if Brian Shaw was using the kettlebell swing for a sports specific exercise to aid in his toss, which is debatable if this if there is application, right, then I true. say then I say, okay, I, right. I'm good. I, yeah. I stand corrected, but I am assuming that he was just doing a regular swing, right? Right. And, and he could have been. He, he could have been. And he could have been. And he's yeah, he really so strong, been. the guy's so strong that he can muscle yeah, can a like 68, <laughs> a 92, whatever have you, because he's so strong. But then yeah. we are missing the point. But, but keep going with... No, I, you, I get what you're Jeff, saying. Yeah.
1: Um, but, but the thing that I was going to say is I, and this is something that a lot of redditors especially or like a lot of people that are online don't necessarily understand is like, this is your job. This is how you pay bills. This is how I pay bills, mm-hmm. right? So like when the algorithm is pushing us or pushing you in a certain direction, you are incentivized in order to continue living your life as you like it. I hope that you're living a good life by the way. Mm-hmm. In order to keep living your life as you, you need to sort of feed into the algorithm a little bit. So yeah, you're gonna post a video that says, never flex your spine. And then in the video, you might have a Nuance. Take the thing is, people the term in the U.S. in the New York is called head ass, right? People are so head ass and like they're like annoying about wanting to ha- be right. head ass,
0: head-ass. head ass, head
1: ass. Oh, head ass. Like okay, head-ass. head and
0: ass. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. Okay. They're
1: so head ass about wanting to be right that they end up coming off as a jerk, right? Where it's like, oh, how could Gregory say never round your spine? Here's an example of uh, Brian Shaw picking up a sandbag. Look at his spine being okay. Good job, Gregory. Literally knows that. But what you don't understand is like, this is like, okay, go find Go find your YouTuber that only says those takes. never around that, that says it's okay to round your spine. sometimes depending on the context, if it is the proper day of the month and you're at the right time of the day and it's actually, and you just eat, right? Like as a title,
0: as a title, <laughs> yeah, exactly as no, a YouTube title. All,
1: exactly. So like, I, I have a lot of empathy for it. And I think that it's, uh, it, it's like a social media issue in general, right? Yeah. And it's like, that's not on yeah. you to solve. Like you're, you're not like social media's hero. You are yeah. saving people in real life being a fitness coach, right? You are mm-hmm. not a social media hero. So it's not your job mm-hmm. to make sure you're 100% right about everything. Once again, it's an okay mm-hmm. thing. It is your job to make mm-hmm. sure that the information you feel confident about, you feel confident about. Anybody else who follows up, follows up, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So that,
1: that's exactly. my perspective on it. That's how exactly. I feel about
0: it. And you're 100% right. See, it's, it's here's the thing. I always, I used to think a couple of weeks ago, I, I watched a video from a YouTube specialist, from, from a guy who works at YouTube. I think he's, he's oh, uh, okay. responsible for the algorithm. And he said something that really made a lot of sense. He said, stop thinking in terms of algorithm and start thinking in terms of audience. Yeah, yep. So it's not the, algor- it's not the algorithm that favors your video, it's the audience. Yeah. So your people click on that stuff. So right. of course you are incentivized to serve your tribe or your community right. because they that's like it. it. That's, yeah, how, that's it how it works. That's how it works. And yep. you have to, and it's that fine balance, walking a fine line, understanding. Okay, I, I'm I'm not going to put my reputation on the line and act like V Shred, right? That's something, <laughs> right? Because well, he's
1: he, like a paid actor, right? Like I don't think he actually believes the things that he says. I'm I, pretty I, sure he's yeah, just, like, paid.
0: I, it's it's a good point. That's a good point. I think he's just the face of it, but uh, independent of this. The, the fact remains that I want to be respected from yes. es- especially people who know a little more, who are, I consider it, and I don't mean it in a derogatory term, but who are at the top of the pyramid, who who are not yeah. at the bottom where everybody says something different, but they are up here, right? We have this conversation. We understand the nuance. Nuance is the big word, right? About uh, yeah, fitness yeah. and kettlebells and everything. And so of course I do understand when I, when I see other creators and YouTubers, and, and some of them are my friends, some of them I know them, I know why they post it. And I yeah, know why yeah, they say yeah. this is the bad thing. And then yeah, they come exactly. to me. And then they come to me they're like, Hey, Dan John's said there and you're not supposed to do blah 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 blah. And I'm like, right. hey, yeah, I know. And I know where he comes from. Yeah, but you do it. And I say, Yeah, because I can, because I like it. Right.
1: But right, like
0: Exactly. <laughs> like you wanna do it.
1: Okay, Dan John's thing is a double snatch, right? You I've never heard by the way of somebody ever getting hurt by a double snatch, but sure. Like let's say you do a double you, like you wanna train it, okay. Go and train it. But the thing is, Dan John also says that. Dan John is like, Don't ask me for my opinion about something that I don't like. Cause then you're gonna know you're gonna get that that like reassurance that I don't like it because I'm gonna say it. Right?
0: And and wow. He, he said that? I think
1: Yeah, he says that every time somebody is... asks about simple and sinister or double snatches, he says that every time he's like, you know, I don't like these things. Don't ask because you're just asking for drama.
0: And I can I can I can attest to this and by and I mean, I love Dan, but that's yeah, a weak a guy, that that's a weak spot. That's a that's a big weak spot. I know him, that I had I, I had I had I had a conversation with him once.
1: Wait, sorry, for him you're saying it's a big weak spot. For him you're saying?
0: Yeah, it's a it's it's a weak spot oh, okay. from f- yeah, yeah, yeah. from my perspective as a coach. When when he says that, don't ask me about things that I don't like because you get drama. That's a weak spot, oh, right? Okay. And the reason why I say this here's the thing: I picked up a book from Yuri Verkhoshansky. Yeah, sure. And, and here's the thing. Yuri Verkhoshansky is a sports scientist from the Russian Soviet era. So yeah. when you read I read two of his books and I read it from cover to cover and I didn't understand the word.
2: Really? <laughs> really. It's
0: it is it is so mind-blowing what he yeah. says in his book. Like it is important you have to it uh, for example, Dan says Dan says oh, I say this too. It doesn't matter if it's 4 or 5 reps, who cares? If you yeah. ask Dr. Ver- Urovszanski, it does matter. It matters.
1: Yeah, yeah. it matters. From so a sports Russian, yeah, yeah. From a sports
0: specific, uh, from a sports science perspective, it matters. So I read right. through the book and I was like, this is so confusing, so oh, confusing, yeah. and it really it puts my world upside down. But I actually love when this happens because this tells me that I'm sitting in a bubble, and this bubble is supposed. I need. I need to burst. It, it burst now. Boom! It exploded. Yeah. So now. A new path opens up and you cannot tell me that Dr. Verchoshansky doesn't know his thing if he wrote books about it and he's very and he's an honored uh, yeah. scientist by a lot of folks who agree with this stuff. Right. So I, I raised the book and I said, Dan, can we have uh, what do you think about this? And he interrupts me and says, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know why you said that, because Dan says everything is easy easy strength. Hey, just do your five five sets of 10, just yeah. do your jerks, just do your hill sprints, just do your prowler pushes. And I agree, but there is a world outside of normal people when it comes to athletes, specialties, sports science, sports specific exercises, then it matters most definitely. And then we cannot use easy. You cannot apply easy for example, I've I've had a conversation with Dr. Michael Yeses. Dr. Ja- Michael Yeses um, translated Dr. Yuri Verkhoshansky's work into English, mm. and he said, for example, you'll never find one sprinter or one NFL athlete or one basketball player who can who couldn't improve his running technique. And I told him, I said, but well, but these are professionals. I mean, just let them do their running. I mean, they get better once they do it, right? You get exposed to it, you improve, yeah. right? He says, wrong, wrong. I can tell you from a biomechanical perspective, if you're running in, efficient. Yeah. in, in an efficient pattern, yes or no, yeah. right? right? And so this really blows my mind. I'm like, okay, really? Wow, I cannot say, because I used to think, hey, just if you're good at playing ball and you have the talent, just let them play. They get better. But yeah. Here's the thing: a Russian sports scientist and a biomechanist would say, "No, no, 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 no. We can it's improve wrong. in these. We can improve in these areas." Yeah, right? yeah. And so Dan said, "No, I don't like it. I don't want to talk about it." And this, I was like, again, I was a little bit off guard. I was like, "Why don't you want to talk about it? Because this is interesting stuff." Right. It maybe goes against what I know and what you know, but why not talk right. about it?
1: I mean, I like. I have. I mean, I don't want to like postulate upon like how somebody feels like who's not here. But, like, at the same time, he does also work with a ton of athletes that are pretty successful as far as I know. And so, like, I can imagine that you kind of get to a point, like, in the fitness space, or honestly in any space. Like, I'm a big gamer. And there's a lot of times where people be like, oh, you know, this build is better for this thing. And I'm like, well, I like this build, and I'm pretty good at it. Um, I'm actually really good at it, so I'm just not going to change, right? And so, like, I think that there is something to be said. We were talking about good enough earlier. I think there is something to be said sometimes about coaches that are, like, principled, right? Where he's like, I don't like it. I'm not going to do it. He's also like older, you know. He's like 65 or something like that, yeah. and he's like, yeah. you know, I've trained my clients, I've trained my people. People hire yeah. me for what it is, and yeah. so like I, agree. I, am not saying I necessarily agree, but agree. I'm saying I, I, can understand that perspective. Me at too. Least to me an too. extent. At least to an extent. Me yeah, too. Yeah. And,
0: and here's another pers- perspective that I want to share. It is always Russia versus the United States.
2: <laughs> always. Yeah, it
0: seems that way. <laughs> and, and it seems, and it seems that Americans especially. Are pretty, or not Not everybody, of course, because look at one of the most, one of the biggest proponents of Russian sports literature. Do you know who that is?
1: Well, Pavel, but he's not a. I no,
0: guess. no, 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 not Pavel. I, I would, I would, I would, I'm cautioned to say this, but he's way above Pavel.
1: Give me a sec, let me take it through. So you said,
0: uh, take your guess. They're
1: above Pavel. There's way no way more.
0: He, he's, he's
1: not a big fan of 5x5s,
0: five is he? Uh no, not 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 uh not Mark Rippetoe from okay, starting It's not Rippetoe, it's not no, Rothato. No, no.
1: no. Okay, then you got me, you got me. Who is
0: it? Uh, uh let me give you another hint. He just recently died. Unfortunately.
1: Oh, uh, uh Westside Conjugate. Uh, oh Louis my God. Simmons.
0: Louis Thank Simmons. Thank you so much, Louis Simmons. That's how Louis I Sims. train. I train
1: Conjugate.
0: See? Westside barbell. And look at yeah. the guy he produced. And w- yeah. read his literature, listen to his podcast, listen to what he says. He mentions the name Berkoshansky so many times. Right. So he follows these ideas. And he says one thing that the Russians say too. He says the reason why um, we don't have better, better athletes in that regard is because we don't have good coaches. Louis Simmons says this. The Russians right. say this too. Right? Interesting. So I'm not and, – and here's the thing. Here's the thing. This for for my. I just uh, talked to Angie, to my. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I know who she is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, and I said, I don't care about politics. I do not care about uh, feelings. What I really care about is the essence and the truth of things. So hmm. this is one I want to. Bo- I I, I want to learn. So if something goes against my arguments and my philosophy, and it makes sense. I have to adjust. I don't care whether this this comes from the Chinese, it comes from the Americans, it comes from the from the uh, I don't know the Canadians or whatever. I don't care sure, because yeah. it's all about a learning experience. and being this open-minded is something that is it seems at least not hard to come by and not easy to find. It's a lot of oh, okay. people are yeah. so stuck in their in their ideas. And uh, like I said, I love Dan, and I think Dan yeah. has great results. But it is a weak spot if you consider yourself or if you say, I don't want to talk about it because I don't like it. Because there's a lot of things that I don't like, but I want to talk about it if there's a professional mm-hmm. who, like you said, right? You said it. Sometimes you have to open yourselves up, right? You, you go into the RKC world and now folks tell you throw the kettlebell, throw the competition <laughs> kettlebell in the trash. You're like, "Yeah, why? You don't want to talk about a competition kettlebell? Yeah, because I don't like it. Well, this doesn't make sense, man. Because there's a right. whole world behind this tool that you're missing out on. So if I miss yeah. out on this, I always have a blind spot. Right. And and this tells think- me and this and, and just to finish my sentence. Right here, right here. And this tells me that you don't want to boil down to the truth. Yeah. But you want to keep this world that you have intact. Yeah. Legit like legit. You can do it. You're legit. But yeah. I think you're missing out.
1: What, what I think, like, you're, what you're kind of getting into is almost, like, it reminds me of taking, like, philosophy classes when I was in college, uh-huh. right? Okay. Like, you're, you're talking about, like, different ways to, like, be successful, right? There's, like, the stoic idea of being successful, and then mm. there's, like, you know, like, the Eastern, like, nirvana, like, as a way to, like, be mm-hmm. successful and to achieve. And mm-hmm. so, like, I think that, I, I'm not saying that, like, there's nothing right or wrong in fitness. I would never say that 100%. But, like, I, I almost, like, do you work with athletes? No. You don't, right? But, like, Dan does. Right, so like we can postulate on whether or not Dan is right or wrong about this, but at the end of the day, like mm-hmm. he works directly with that base and then we work mm-hmm. primarily with general population people, right? So like to an extent mm-hmm. we don't have that knowledge. Right. So I, I, I totally But here's the saying. thing, brother. But here's the wrong. thing, oh, brother. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I don't need that knowledge. I listen to, for example, Louis Simmons who produced more champions than right? right. I listen sense, I listen to I listened to what happened back when the Soviet Union was winning against the United States. Yeah, yeah, when they were destroying why? us in the Olympics. Why? Here's the reason. Why? Why was it? I don't. If it was the if if it was the United States, okay. And here's the thing. A lot of people will say steroids, but that was not the case. Right. If if you talk to these guys, it's not the case. And so Who's here's these guys? my. Uh, for example, Dr. Michael Yeses. Oh, sure,
1: sure, sure, sure. Right?
0: Okay. And Andrew Charniga, the guy, and yeah, they yeah. know each other. These guys know each other. The yeah, guy, yeah, I had yeah, them on yeah, a podcast. And the problem is they, they live in obscurity. That's the problem. They're right. not out there and they don't have a platform. That's why I don't hear them. Even though right. Dr. Michael Yeses was a, an essential, he's one of the most, I think one of the most popular or one of the most essential biomechanists who brought these ideas from the Russians to the States. And now these right. ideas from the Russians are in the States. And athletes right. train accordingly. And of course, I'm not saying that Dan doesn't have success. And he yeah. does. And he's awesome. But even if it wasn't Dan, if it was somebody else, like the hardstyle guys, the RKC guys, or even some sport guys who think, man, I don't want to listen to it because I right. don't like it. I think, from my personal perspective, this is a weak spot. Or a, let's call it like this, a blind. No, I get spot. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get what right. you're saying. It's like, but you're almost like an intentional one. Like you're saying, like
1: I don't care. I'm not going to listen to it. Here, you, right? oh, it's that's like a good one. That's a, good one. that's it, a
0: good one. It's intentional. You intentionally yeah. don't want to listen to it. And this, yeah. and to me, this means okay, you have you have your feelings attached to this idea, or, or you have a yeah. feel, you have some bad feelings attached to this other idea. That's why you don't want to listen to it. And hey, right. you have your full right to do it. Do it, brother. I mean. Do it, but from my perspective, I want to be open-minded and listen to everything and everybody, right? Because then, like Bruce Lee does it, like listen to everything, discard what doesn't work, and right. use what works, right? Right. I would say, and I'm just like I'm thinking through, like
1: postulating my response. To yeah, this. keep going. I, I would say, like to an extent, I actually do understand intentionally closing your mind. Off to different ideas, right? Because it's like, I studied language in college, right? I studied Italian. I, I speak Spanish. I did a little bit of Portuguese. And and those are all related languages, right? They're all Latin languages.
0: Even though Portuguese sounds completely different than Spanish, man. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, it does. It's a, but it's crazy. like, a, uh, people get mad when I say it's a dialect, but it's pretty similar, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty going. close. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't choose to study Japanese. I didn't choose to study Russian. That has a totally different language system right to an extent i intentionally closed myself off to those languages for success in college do you get what i'm saying like i chose to not study a language that would be really difficult for me to study because i wanted to specialize and be good at something so i think if you are choosing to specialize in a certain category of thing, I, I actually uh, like specialization naturally requires a degree of blindness. Yes. And yeah. Almost definitely.
0: 100% right? agree. 100%. Generalism
1: is like when you accept everything, specialization is when you don't. Right. That's literally the opposite. 100%. So 100... I, I, and okay. I'm not trying to like play defense for Dan. Like no, 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 so no. We're just like having a conversation. Yeah. And, but like, and this I, is I not... what I'm saying is like. I'm trying to like, I am I guess I'm playing defense for him a little bit because I do understand why he wouldn't be invested in that. I, I do understand. I'm not saying that I myself would be that way, but I'm saying I do understand why he would do that.
0: And that you're raising a very good point. And here's here's important for everybody who's listening. This is not against Dan or this yeah. is for Dan. These are just- Is this live, by the way? Conversations. Yes. Yeah, it, no, 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 no. It's, uh, it's recording. It's recording. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to share the recording once it's <laughs> yeah. up. No, 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 no. But, but here's the thing. If I can- uh, play devil's advocate. You're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying. I love this. You're saying. I close my mind. I intentionally close my mind towards Russian mm-hmm. and 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 Chinese and Japanese in order to focus on these languages to to be the best and and go to college. I mm-hmm. agree. But here's the thing. You don't like Russian and you don't like Chinese and you don't like Japanese.
1: No. And that is a good. No. No. I
0: do like the. See? I
1: like music and then think see sound nice. so, so I get that's actually a really really good response I'm not yeah that so me. I get that your is.
0: point I get yeah, I, yeah, I do yeah. this too I close my mind to certain ideas or to certain uh, ways of thinking where I think or let, let's put it like this Oh, that's that's a good one the reason why I can do the hard style snatch to a certain extent but I never I always call it a hybrid because the the sports snatch and the the hard style snatch from a biomechanical reality, these movement patterns are so close to each other that yeah. that they would start mess that they start messing with each other. If yeah, I they start they to
1: intermingle,
0: right? They yeah, intermingle. They Here you go. Yeah. So in that case, you have to say no, no, no. I have to, I have to specialize a little bit. Exactly. Good point. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I don't like the hard side. Even though, yeah. You know, in that case, I could say maybe I, it's not that I don't like it, but I don't see the the I the this the. the, the, the why it makes sense, right. that's, and I'm, I'm having conversations with a lot of hard style and, and, and SFG guys, where I'm saying, from my perspective, the hard style snatch doesn't make as much sense yeah. because you are moving ballistically. So the yeah. idea is to go, to move in an efficient bar path or to move as efficiently as possible. And now, if you're saying, and that's what I'm always saying with the SFG and RKC guys, they say, yeah, but the idea is we don't want to be if in, in, uh, yeah. um, uh, efficient. efficient. We yeah. want to build strength. Then my response is always the same. Cringe, then we yeah. would, we would have, to, and that's not even cringe. We would oh, have that's to, how s- I feel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We would have to set up a scientific study where you have guy A doing 60 days of sports snatch and yeah, guy, and guy yeah, B doing yeah, like a doing sports scientist
1: doing balls. Yeah. yeah so and then, then you have stronger. 60 days of
0: hard. Who's stronger at the end? Probably they're the same, my Maybe. guess to a certain extent. My my, my guess, guess would be I would actually guess for it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But but you think even if there would be a difference, it wouldn't be major. So if yeah, you're yeah. telling me to screw up my technique and to make it harder on myself for one 1.5% 1. of strength gains, I would say, you know yeah. what? I don't think that makes it's sense. Does, yeah, does that make sense it. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's it's like it's a classic case of like optimization like past a certain degree, like what, what amount do you want to invest in to be like 1% better? And like the thing is- Exactly,
0: like, exactly, exactly. And you might not
1: even be 1% better, like 1% stronger. What if your goal is not to be 1% stronger? What if your goal is to be 1% more strength conditioned? So then
0: maybe oh, be more strength conditioned. Love it. You, you know, you and I'm I'm hey, <laughs> and if you can, and if you can provide me with some evidence that this works, I'm one hundred percent for it. I'm like awesome. Now finally we have knowledge that this type of movement pattern makes sense in that regard because it's not much, but at least it's one percent. Right. Awesome, right. here's the difference. Right. Finally, I found the difference. And that's, right. and that's, that's what I'm, why I'm doing this. I always follow the truth. Or I, I, not, yep. I, wanna, I wanna find out everything about this tool. I love kettlebell so much. Right. So I wanna, I really dig my heels in, right? So I go into this rabbit hole and my only objective is to learn as much as I can about it. Yep. That's it. And, and brother, and hey man. Yep, yeah. yeah, yeah, yep, no, you go, yeah.
1: Oh no, and I was gonna say, this all brings me to oh, like our initial discussion. Like and that's sort of what I was talking about in the stories where I was posting about the CrossFitters. And ah, how here they we go. Were I
0: just wanted to say, so, man, man. I just wanted to say we got to go into the CrossFitters. And brother, yeah, let me yeah, tell yeah. you, I'm, 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 I'm sweating because I'm having such so much energy coming back <laughs> from you. Yeah, and, I'm, I, I, I'm I love this, energetic. man. I love I'm this. Very
1: loud and very energetic.
0: So because you know, I, I, mean, I, I, I love these conversations, right, that yeah, I have on crazy. the podcast. But, but when I have like Funk Roberts is is, is, is a oh, person yeah, yeah, like yeah. this, he was the
1: first one I saw. The first podcast
0: awesome. I saw. Awesome. It was like man. your second, right? It was like your second episode, I think. I well, not not my second, but maybe he's one of the early ones. Yeah. Yeah. And early, his like- energy is so we all we vibe like we're brothers, like so. Yeah. He, so here has- I feel the same vibe. It's like it's boom boom bang right. no, bang. I love bang. it. I'm having, so, I'm having so much fun. So let's jump into the CrossFit video. Let's go.
1: Yeah. So by like Mike. So obviously I have like 1,500 followers or something like that. I'm not super famous on Instagram or anything like that. But you know mm-hmm. you can follow me. Mm-hmm. But um. <laughs> um <laughs> my contention in my stories that i was saying was that like you are technically an object honestly you are objectively right they are they are moving poorly right they are moving extremely heavy loads i think there were professional the loads for the women and the men it was 32 and 24 respectively, yeah, right 32 yeah. and so heavy right like literally yeah. less- really heavy like yep very and so you are right in terms of your critique of their movement they, they are not moving well with the bells but they have so many skills that they need to learn and kettlebells come up, especially the, the 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 long side, come up so in often in CrossFit mm. that mm. for them to get technically proficient in sport technique or in competition style technique is going to be a usage of their time that may just be better spent doing their sport or wow. increasing their capacity mm. right so i completely mm. agree and i completely understand where yeah if you can hold it here and then you can go overhead and you can just skip fixation or you can just skip right to fixation and you don't need to grind it out for press yeah you're going to be more efficient is denis vasilev going to destroy them if he does that one mm-hmm. yes he is but denis mm-hmm. vasilev is also not running a 5k for time within mm-hmm. the same day he's mm-hmm. also not swimming a 2k mm-hmm. for time in the same day do you get what mm-hmm. i'm saying He's yeah. also not doing handstand walks and muscle ups and rope climbs yeah. with no legs, right? Yeah. So it's like you have so many skills that you need to learn. As and yeah. I remember this because I was a pretty decent. I wasn't amazing, but I was a pretty good CrossFitter. Mm-hmm. I remember being mm-hmm. like, there are some techniques that I was like, well, that's pretty good. That's good enough because I needed to like, oh, good let's enough. go spend time mm-hmm. doing triple unders, right? Let's figure out how to do triple unders. Now that my handstand walk is okay, Um, so what ends up happening is yeah, you know, whatever. Don't like CrossFit? Do like CrossFit? At the end of the day, that's how the sport is. Um, and so that's kind of what I was saying, was that while you are right, to an extent, and this is not me calling you lame, because you know I'm a fan of you already, but the critique, it comes off a little bit lame, and I think that's why so many crossfitters got mad at you, because there are people who are, once again, similar to the hardstyle world. They're inculcated in this world. They're uh... like, oh yeah, I do crossfit, right? Like, I'm going, you want to do 100 clean and jerks? Fuck it. I'm going to rack it like a barbell, and I'm going to throw it over him, and it's going to be a press. I don't care, yes. right? I don't yes. care. So you have yes. people that are like, just yes. let's grind it out. And then you have you, who's like objectively right, right? Yes. And it comes yes. off as like, they're like, oh, this lame, this lame You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, felt the, I felt the heat in the comments. It was it was funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, it, it was, and to, for what it's worth, like, they were very rude. <laughs> they were like, there's, yeah. there's not really a, a, a good reason to and, talk about people like that. So, so I do yeah. want to say that as well. Like, you don't deserve that.
0: But, but, but here's the thing and let me give you my perspective you you are 100 right you're 100 right and this is at the same time the big issue with crossfit because if you look at if you look at every other sport there comes a day when and let me let me recite the russian sports uh, science here when you prepare for an event or for a competition you have four phases Phase yeah. number one is GPP, general physical preparedness or general physical preparation. SPP1. So here, here the idea is to bring your body up to the level to handle your specialty. Nothing to do. Here you go running, you do pressing, you do deadlift, yeah. you do prowler push, you do everything, right? Great. And now in part number two, in phase number two, here comes the SPP phase, specific physical preparedness. The first one, right? Right? Now, that's the second one. First oh, one okay. is GPP. GPP, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's but it's the first sport specific phase, right? There's yeah, two them, or, or just there? not. According to Pavel, he says there's two, but if you oh, look okay. at the literature, you only have four. So it's GPP. Then you has, then you have SPP, and of course, probably in the SPP phase, you might have some other blocks as well. And then you have the competition period. This is where you start oh, okay. moving with the weights, and you mm-hmm. are getting accustomed to the to the surroundings. And then you have post comp, post competition yep. phase, right? Yep. These four, and so the idea of GPP is to move you into the SPP realm. Where and you you're dis- saying CrossFit is, is the sport of GPP? G- is CrossFit, is for, CrossFit is forever GPP, so you never specialize. And this right. goes against the idea of sports to a certain extent. From If you right. want to be the best at something, you have to specialize. And CrossFitters don't specialize. I see it. I agree. And, of course, you can make this a thing. Well, and, and we see it's very successful. But, of course, you're always going to get slack from the specialists. They always tell you what kind, what is this? What are you guys doing? Right? And here's why another is your, thing. Uh, why does your deadlift look like that? E- exactly. And here's another thing. You're saying they come up so in often. Why not take the guy who's doing these workouts and tell him, bro, leave that away. Make it a little bit more oh, that compact. guy is a weird guy. That's
1: all I'm going to say. I saw, I saw him. I saw
0: this guy. This is strange. This is, <laughs> yeah. I, I think his deadlift, he, he did a 20-second uh, cat, cat can't roll that. Deadl- yeah, I've, it's seen crazy. It, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. whatever like
1: 160
0: kilo. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. So if this guy lifts like this, you can imagine what his workouts look like. Okay, but that's <laughs> another thing. But but let's just stick to the facts. So okay, I understand. It, it it is reality. Hey, we don't specialize, and I accept it. But here's the thing: if you say I'm never going to specialize, I'll always be general in everything, you have to expect. That specialists will come out and tell you, this doesn't look good. And why? Because you don't specialize. I do understand you yeah. don't specialize, but it looks awful. This is not how you're supposed to train. And here's another right. thing. And here's another thing. About the comments, I mean, the rudeness is one thing. I'm used to it on, on YouTube to a certain extent, even though now that... Yeah, that YouTube, the, is very very anyway, YouTube is very rude. Very rude. Very rude. But the, I see now that the channel is getting larger. The community is getting better, bigger. Now these bad comments, there, they happen, but they're not as often. So. Yeah on Instagram when this happened and here's where I took it personally I only took it personally when it came from a coach because ah. i ex- i expect i expect professionalism a, a teacher to yeah. understand the nuance and to not act like a child in a comment section be very rude and i even i even replied to some of these guys i said i i just said i you should your, your coach license should be stricken from you because you don't talk Gosh. like this in a, in, a, in a public forum. This is stupid. And some of these guys right. even deleted their comments then because they probably realized, okay, oh. I was, I was uh, acting out, out of my feelings. Yeah. yeah, too much, right? But the other thing, and this is where it, the problem of CrossFit actually exists is you have a lot of people saying, this is decent technique.
1: No, nah, I'm gonna go that far. <laughs> See, did yeah, the, the, yeah. these
0: cro- and, and even even Olson? What's his, what's no Noah, Noah, Noah? Olsen. Olsen.
1: No Olsen. The, the guy
0: even commented. The guy yeah, yeah, commented. Think, and, he, well, I, think, right? I
1: think for what it's worth, I think he was actually calling himself handsome in your comment. What again? He was. I, I think he was calling himself handsome in
0: your. comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think good. I think it's two I things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I think he knew. Or I think I think these guys know. Hey, we just do for what it's worth, and hey, it's impressive. That, yeah. That's the major thing. People don't get it. You should compete in the games. Bro, have you missed it where I say that this is impressive? Yeah. This amazing. is crazy numbers they that don't, they do? they don't miss it, but it's
1: better to, it's easier to have outrage if you ignore the part where the person is being reasonable. Great. Right? Yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> exactly. It. Like, exactly. I'm just letting you know that that's kind of mistaken. Exactly. Now, the one thing that I did, and, I, and I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to like detract, but we're just, we're hitting so many conversations. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, much I energy. That, Love it. I, yeah, a lot of it. I will say that, um, there is a sport that's fairly similar that's up and coming right now. I don't know if it is internationally, but at least in the U.S. It's called uh, High Rocks, which is I like – I've heard it about takes, this. Uh, you know about this. Okay, I so it takes this. like the core of CrossFit where it's like a fitness test, essentially. It's like a GPP test, but you know what the events are going in. You know it's like a 5K run or whatever it is, a 10K run.
0: This makes you know way more like, sense.
1: Yeah, you know it's like a 1K ski. You know it's like fucking however long it is, one, one mile – walk it's not actually a mile farmer walk with 24 yeah, kilo yeah, kettlebells yeah. whatever it is and <laughs> yeah. you know you know that would be crazy you know yeah, what yeah. the what the the requirements. and so the sport itself is of gpp but you are like it's weird you're like able to specialize in gpp movements does that
0: make sense oh uh, yeah yeah
1: so like to an yeah. extent it becomes like strongman but but aerobic strongman like to an extent uh, which is kind of cool i've actually considered doing it because I, I like I this idea good i like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think See? That it's cool, yeah. and, and you'll notice, I said I used to be a CrossFitter. I don't do CrossFit anymore. There's a reason for that, right? It's mm. because I don't enjoy the training anymore. After I tore my knee, I mean, I can do all the movements, though. I'm pretty good at them. But I just, I don't like that uh, level of intensity at all times. Mm. Uh, and I, I like separating my, my training a little bit more. I like hitting aerobic work and it being aerobic work. I like doing mm-hmm. 2Ks on the ski or whatever, mm-hmm. it may be on the rower. And then I like going in and doing my deadlift to 40 kilo or whatever Mm. it may be. Like, I like Mm. separating those. But then I like when uh, my training in individual parts comes together into a marriage where it might be like an aerobic strength test, right? So like for instance, Mm. in my competition coming up, I have a, oh man, what are the weights where I'm loading a keg? I'm running with a keg and I'm loading it over (laughs) like a 50 inch thing. And the weight is like, it's like 80 kilo the first keg. And then it's like 120 kilo the second keg. And then it's like 150 kilo the last keg, right? Yeah, exactly. But and that's brutal. Like that's really hard. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's that <laughs> really? marriage. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's that marriage of principles where, like, I can prepare for it in such a way that I know what to expect. And CrossFit, you're right, does does lack that. And so I'm not going to say that, you know, it's 100% the best way to go. I, I still love it, and I coach at a CrossFit gym. I, I still participate in it, and I am a defender of it to some extent. But I, I think that there are better, safer sports to get into for a general population. Mm. I think it's a unique person that's going to get into taking CrossFit very mm. seriously. Whereas Good I point. think
0: something like High Rocks is a little bit more easy to get into because you don't need to I, be able to do
1: a
2: muscle-up, right? Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I've, I've, I've read, I've heard about this Hyrox thing and I've read it and it's I'm the, like, what is it? Like, what is it? Great that you're mentioning, now I know what it is. So, so here's the thing. You could improve, as, especially the CrossFit games where so many people are watching and then they think this is how I'm supposed to move and these are my idols, right? Yeah. You could make it way better by saying, okay, these are the games and this is what you have to prepare for like every other sport. Yeah. Because every other sport you have this. Yeah. And then it makes a little bit more sense. And here's the thing. I think th- the idea behind CrossFit is awesome.
2: It is, yeah, just it epic,
0: is great. Right? It is, <laughs> just it <be> is amazing. <laughs> epic. It is yeah, yeah. It is conditioning. It is running. It is lifting heavy. It is lifting fast. It is going fast. Awesome. And then a little bit of competitive five, even though the competitive five might be a little bit too dangerous uh, at certain uh, to a certain extent, because here's where I have, from my uh, trainer's perspective, of course I, I train people who never touched weights before. Yeah.
2: yeah
0: I too. never, I rarely use any type of competition because it just boils down to the fact that everybody wants to finish as fast as possible. And then yeah. I, al- I always say one thing, I say, listen, and, and that's what a lot of people said in the comments as well. They said, but if you are in a competition and you lift those heavy weights, you're not supposed to put on display perfect technique. I agree, here's the thing. When you go into competition, you go heavy, you use competitive weights. I'm saying your, your technique will take collateral damage, but it still has to be a good lift.
1: Yeah, I would say that the degradation of technique is something that is a little unique to CrossFit, right? Because you have to learn so many skills. Like, for instance, we were just talking about Markov. That dude's technique is fucking immaculate on the jerk, right? Like, it, it's it's a miracle watching him every single jerk. I'm like, I can't believe what I'm looking at it's, right it's now. Like so like, it's like a robot.
0: He's like a robot. It
1: is. Or like, if you look at, you know, to Lu Zhao right? To look at him when he yeah. does the Olympic clean and jerk. It, it's, it's, a, it's phenomenal. Or Li Kang, it's, Li Kang. I'm following Li, Li Kang. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's literally unbelievable, right? So like, this myth that like, in competition, things are going to degrade a massive amount, I, I think is a little illegitimate. Right? Like, yeah, on a maximal, Exaggerate yeah, exactly. it, on right? a maximal mm. clean and jerk, you're going to see from some of the best, like, you're going to see significant knee caves sometimes. Yes, yes, like, yes, yes. At the end of the day, right? And I understand that. But at the end of the day, if you look at them in their first attempt and their second attempt, guess what? 99% of the time, it looks amazing. <laughs> when you watch Markov from minutes mm. one to nine, it looks amazing. If you watch mm. him in the final sprint, maybe a little bit less, right? Maybe he has yeah. to fight a little harder, but that's yeah. because that's the final minute and he has yes. 90 minutes of a
0: Yes, knee yes. Knee and exactly. the thing is
1: about about CrossFit, is you do it for so long right you're doing these maximal fitness tests the entire time that yeah you start getting some degradation or you just don't learn the skill properly so maybe the technique that you're using is more dangerous so this is me sort of empathizing with you and in understanding it and i Mm. will say to also empathize with your side more because i do think you deserve more empathy for this take by the way even though Mm. i I like sort of went against i do think you deserve more empathy for the take. Mm. i think Mm. that if enough because at the crossfitters are pretty good at olympic lifting technique Mm -hmm. they're pretty good at weightlifting Mm -hmm. they're pretty good at gymnastics now so mm. if if it becomes a thing where where kettlebells enter the the sphere long enough, you will start to see yeah, crossfitters. most definitely. Like oh, most, we need to figure out this technique. Most And they definitely. will go to sports style technique. They will not go yeah. to hard style technique.
0: Yeah, most So I,
1: I I think that like you just have to give it some time. And I do mm. think that at the same time, people like you who are saying, "Hey, there is a better way." Look at Dennis Vondelb doing literally this exact workout. He destroyed you. Right? Like, I think that that is sort of evocative to a lot of CrossFitters. And so I think that people do need to say it. I don't think that coaches should be attacking you like that. That's really rude. But at the same time, I do also understand why people were mad. Because yeah, you were- I, I, yeah, I understand, it, stupid, I understand was, it too. You know, was I was the <laughs> That was in their response video. So I do understand that it was also in the response. But you did call it SpiritFitters. <laughs> that's why might call it's just stupid. I know that people are gonna get mad,
0: and that's I why said, yeah, I said, I, I said, in the video I said, yeah, it's a dumb workout. That's how I would never do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Which sometimes, you know, s- sometimes I throw a little bit salt in there that everybody's yeah. like, oh, oh my god, how can yeah. you say? And then right. a little bit of, for the audience, a little bit algo, you know, to to get yeah, some no, comments. Right. Of, course it. It up, right? of course it's I do it. Of course I do it. To talk about things that don't. Yes, yes. At the
1: end of the day, like this is like such a niche topic. Does it really matter what you think about? Most definitely. But here, why. No, no, you go, you go, you go.
0: But here's the thing, here's the thing, where I think it just requires a bit more, let me put it like this, emotional maturity. If somebody yes. says, listen, kettlebells is the stupidest and the worst thing ever. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, if I'm having a conversation like this, I would say, why? Please right. explain. I'm, I'm really, right. I, I'm curious to know. I right. don't, or I stop being like, eh. Because right. here's the thing, I'm detaching my personal self-worth as a human being right. for my training philosophy. Right. It's just training, man. And here's, here's another thing. And man, this, this thing that, about Sean Moses, it never came back to mind, but here's another thing that came to mind. He, he, he did this. He's, he's like, listen, this is the world's population, right? I said, yes. He said, how many people train? And like he, I was much. like, well, <laughs> he said, probably this much, right? I said, yeah. yeah. And he said, you know what these people do in their free time? I said, I, I don't. Tell each other how bad they are. And how yeah, wrong their technique is. So I mean that's the true of like any hobby though. Like
1: I get what he's saying, but that's also like, you know, gaming, knitting, I'm sure you would find it too like Everybody. And gaming, gaming, most e-
0: gaming most, gaming most definitely. Oh, My don't God, don't give me stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm, 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 I'm am I'm a consolero, right? So okay. I'm not, I'm not the master race. I, I don't yeah, belong yeah, yeah, to the yeah. master race, right? You're not a PC gamer, yeah? yeah no, 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 no. <laughs> I rock with consoles, but I think it's so yeah. funny that even when you look at this particular topic, people get really hyped up and emotional and mad if somebody is playing on PC or on consoles. Why, wh- right, wh- like, why does it matter?
1: <laughs> yeah, right?
0: I'm like, You're just, you're so
1: invested in your little world like, that you convince definitely. yourself that it matters. And then yeah. you're like, oh, a that's a good one. That's a good one. Like a group, and you're like, oh, why did I even care about that, right? Like, it's like, people have to just realize that a lot of these stuff don't actually matter as much as they do. I think that a lot of the time you're arguing about stuff like this, like, you kind of get caught up emotionally in it. Like, I've even found myself sometimes, like, getting pissed when somebody's like, because, you know, I like messing it up. Like, when I do dips, Sometimes I don't like just do strict dips, like I'll just be like boom 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 boom, boom, boom and just like turn into a hydraulic press, right? Yeah. I might yeah. Not got, like, 20 <laughs> hydraulic years.
0: press, love it. Yeah, yes. it's just like fucking
1: around. Yeah, and yeah. people like are like, Oh my god, like have you considered the strength to fatigue ratio of this? And I'm like, dude, like literally no, I, I haven't. And I start getting I mad. It. I mean yeah. this particular guy that said this yes it was actually yesterday i didn't get mad at him but like i'm just you know referring to something else
2: mm-hmm. where I, i'll
1: mm-hmm. be like oh like i can't believe that it, he doesn't agree that my hydraulic press technique is going to help with my strength endurance and i'm like why does this matter it literally doesn't matter and like i go and pet my cats and i talk to my girlfriend and then i go actually work exactly. out and i'm like oh exactly i guess none of that really mattered in the first it place doesn't, why did I get,
0: it doesn't it doesn't at I all <laughs> but but see but see this requires a little bit you know some emotional uh, maturity you you have to grow a little bit older you have to grow um and right. you know get get don't don't be too sensitive when it comes to a certain topic, even if you're invested in. I'm totally invested into kettlebells. But here's the yeah, thing me too, yeah. But here's the thing. If a professional and somebody who has a a big credentials behind his name says something about kettlebells which I don't agree on, you know what I want right. to do? I want to talk to this guy.
1: Right. So if I say like, okay, I hate the Turkish
0: getup, like what do you think? I would you can't I stand would, it. I yeah, really can't stand it. Yeah, I understand it. Because here's the thing, it, with my coaching practice, I never do it. You don't do it. Exactly. Nobody does it. Do you do it in your training? Like for fun. Like, in my say, training, like, yes, yes,
1: yes. For fun. Oh, like it's a significant part. For, say that again. For what? For fun. Exactly.
0: It's not a significant part, never. Exactly. Never never was, never is. And here's the and thing, this is I do arguments it arguments about this <laughs> with, with my clients with the getup. We here's the thing. And that's what sometimes people don't understand who don't train, or like you, you said it so beautifully. You don't do this professionally, and I don't want to brag. This is just this is my job. So, sure, if yeah. I have people coming in, and you know my uh, my uh, average age is 48 years of age, right? Yeah, and I said I train, yeah, I train people middle-aged. who never, yeah, I train people who never touched weights in their life, right? And they pay they pay a, a lot of money in our in our. Gym. You if you want spend my your time, well. Yes, if you want my time, you have to pay a lot of money. So, if you pay a lot of money for my time, I have to make the most out of your time. I have to give you yes. the biggest return on your investment and get the most bang for your buck exercises. A Turkish get up is not a most bang for your buck exercise because it takes way too much time to learn. And here's the thing even if we do it, it's always going to be a little bit sloppy, which I don't care, right? They never, they, nobody, nobody uses a 32 kg, they don't have to. But here's another thing. It takes way too much space in the coaching realm, yes, so I'm saying, you know what? Let's just do some swings. Let's just do some farmer's walks. I have a prowler. Let's do some, uh, let's do some cleans. Let's do some presses. Right. Let's use some dumbbells, right? Yeah. And when we do a get up, I also say let's get up, but not a, not
1: even Turkish get
0: up. Just get up. Just get up. Yeah, that's like, another I'll, thing. I'll it's pra- great. Yeah. yeah, and for some people, it's great to lay on the backs and then stand up and then just do you know do a get up in that case without any weights. But here's another case. Uh, here's another thing. We work with clients who are 70 plus.
1: And we have some
0: clients, you have some clients who have a neck like this, right? Right. So they cannot lay on their backs because if they lay on their backs, it starts hurting. They they, they start doing this and they have pain. What do you think? I'm gonna do a get up with these people? And of course, of course, course you can tell me, yeah, but you have to work on this mobility. Bro, this person never, for the last 60 years, never trained. Exactly. And now they start moving. Guess what? I'm gonna give him the most suitable exercises, and there will. Yes. And there's something that I've realized in coaching: there are some um, biomech- bi- let us call it like this—biomechanical deficiencies that you will be never able to cure. Some yep. people will have this. Some people will have this. Or there's it's, no point in fixing it. You can mobilize it a little bit. For example, one client. Well, it's such a great example. One client. Sure, he, sure. he walks around like this, right? Okay, that's pretty and, extreme. Yeah. yeah, very extreme. So what we yeah. do is in the mobility, we do this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and that's and, mobility work, yeah. And, and what his, the first time he did it, he looked like this. Right. He didn't oh, wow. know, you, you didn't see the shaking, right? But he didn't know how to uh, communicate to these muscles because he never right. used them. Right, right, and right. now right. And now it's a little bit better but he always have a certain rounded back, so it, right. I, I'm not going to cure it. Right, it's just fact, right? Yes, and
1: and like even and, like so consider. Sorry, no, no, you were going to say something. You said yeah,
0: something. yeah, and, and that's and just my final thoughts about the get up. And so, the a get up is a great exercise if you love it, do it. But it is an exercise where you keep a weight elevated over your head and you stand up. Great. From my perspective, some swings, some presses, some squats are a better option.
1: I 100% agree. And I think even more than that, like a lot of people that
0: talk about the get-up, And
1: and by the way, if you don't want to hyper-specialize in a certain movement, I just love talking about this stuff. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it. uh, Yeah, I I love it. it. But like, so for instance, and sometimes I guess I like bragging. I'll just, I guess I do. Do it, do it, do it. I've done time sinister. I did time sinister like two weeks
0: ago. 48 kg, yeah.
1: Yep, exactly. Well, actually 49 because <laughs> my, my bell is messed up. Yeah, my bell is messed up. <laughs> my with, bell still. is messed up. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, it was, maybe it was my other one, whatever. 48, okay. 49, whichever it was. Whatever um, it is. I pass Time Sinister. I have it on video. I could literally send it to you. Awesome. I do not do Turkish get-ups, I do not do one-arm swings. I do clean and press with the bells, I do one-arm snatch with the bells, I do double snatch with the bells, I do long and short cycle with the bells, Great. and I do rows. right? Great. I also deadlift, I do a lot of aerobic conditioning, I do strongman stuff. My general physical preparation brought me to the point where I was able to do sinister, right, where I was able go. to get up off the floor without practicing it with a forty-eight or forty-nine kilogram over know. my head ten go. times, right, within that within that sphere. Of... So, like, it's one of those things, and this is something that I tell the people actually talking about the Reddit on the Reddit all the time, where they're like, "Should I do simple and sinister?" This is why I know I like talking about. It's funny, like. They'll be like, should I do simple and sinister? And I'm like, is your goal to get bigger? No, you shouldn't do simple and sinister. Is your goal to get more fit? No, you shouldn't do simple and sinister. Is your goal to get better at simple and sinister? Yes, go ahead. Do simple and sinister, right? Like, because it's not the one arm swing and the get up are not for hypertrophy. They're not going to get you like super, super fit. They're going to get you okay. And that's, once again, okay is okay. If if you want to do that, that's great. And I love you for that. And I respect you. And I wish you the best for your family and your friends. But at the end of the day, (laughs) Like you are going to have a better time probably with your training and also in terms of your physique, your muscularity. If you do a long cycle, if you do clean and press, if you do front squats, some thrusters, some rows,
0: that is how it works. 100% right One hundred percent agree. Here's the thing about uh, great that you're mentioning about uh, Simple and Sinister, because here's the thing. These are uh, Simple and Sinister is my best performing video. On, on YouTube.
1: Which one? Which uh, you've talked the, about it a few times.
0: Though. The fo- the follow along where I do it in the follow along. Oh, where you do it the 100. I do I do two hand swing and uh, and the get up, and yeah. you know how many people say it's one arm. It's not two arm, two arm or it's one hand, right. not two hand. I don't care. Yeah. It's just a swing. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a swing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, we can okay. we can argue that if you swing with one side, of course there are some forces at play that the rotational aspect. Okay, yes, but there's not a major difference. Just swing. Just swing. Right. So the idea behind this, uh, this workout was, as far as i remember, it was a different setup. I think it was something different. And programming,
1: You're talking about the snatches- The programming, I think it was something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But here's the thing. I like what you're saying. If you love simple and sinister, and you aren't in decent shape, and you just discovered kettlebells, go for it. It's gonna Please. bring you, it's gonna right. improve your shape, most definitely. But at some point, you have to open up, open yourselves up for the big, most bang for your buck exercises, squat, press, row, yes. deadlift, carries, walks. And why are these exercises around for so long? And you know where the get up comes from?
1: Uh, oh man I I feel like it was like a turkish or like it was like a shield thing right you would like get up or something like that or are you talking about Mark Chang the history with him where he was No no
0: I, you know there's probably many histories around it but I oh, had okay. I I had the pleasure of talking to um uh oh what's his name from Argentina Oh my brother from Argentina I forgot his was name Is it he, the for the juggler No no not the juggler not not Beto I I don't think he's from I love Argentina. his content Yeah he's awesome he's awesome No 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 I think he's he's from he's from another country but um, I forgot his name. He's, just, he, okay. he's, an, he's a big name in the, in the Latin America world when it comes to kettlebells. And I had him on a podcast and I, I'm really ashamed that I forgot his name. Brother, if you're watching this, I, I really apologize. So I had this uh, joint venture with him where I was doing the kettlebell history video, which is only yeah, 12,000 oh, views, but I, I, I've invested no, like three days, I'm sorry, so for, inve- I'm
1: sorry for, uh, for interrupting you. I was a teacher before I became a full-time coach. I taught fitness class, PE, I had the kids watch that video. I just want to let you know that I had awesome, the fifth grade kids bro. watch that oh, video. I, I just want to let you know, awesome, that. Yeah, yeah, fantastic video, so <laughs> awesome. Even awesome. though even great. though great. it might not be performing super well, you you taught a lot of kids about uh, about the kettlebell, and they love the video.
0: So awesome, awesome. That that's great. So so here's the thing about the history. You have um, it it comes from a guy named uh, Voss. That's his last name, at least as far as we can trace it to this documented history from the strongman guys. And by the way. Please read the book, The Kings of Strength by Edmond De You're going to love it. Okay. Wait, I'm, I'm going to pick it up. Wait, I'm going to show it to him. Okay. Uh. This one. Show it to sir. I was my cat. Yeah, it's awesome. Here. Oh, yeah, I would love that type of thing. That's so cool. This... Is Edmond Debonnet was a historian. He was a f- he was fascinated with physical culture, around the in the in the in the nineteenth century, and he wrote about all these strongman guys. These guys who performed these I lifts were like crazy. And by the way, kettlebells come from this type of realm, from the strongman yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's yeah. fascinating. So um, you have Voss, who came up with a circus feat because the strongman back in the day were strong guys who wanted to make a living off of lifting weights, so they were performing in circuses or acts. Yeah, like theaters, doing cool shit, yeah. Doing cool and crazy stuff, right? So this one guy named Voss, he was doing a getup with a barbell and with heavy weights. And beneath him, he had uh, knives. It was, it's a, cra- there, there's an image in, in the book, I can't find it, it, it <laughs> would take too long. But the idea was if he would miss the get up or the weight would drop he would down, he would, he would die. Yeah, yeah, something like this, right? So this is where the get up comes from. Funny. Now, th- I think the name Turkish comes from the fact that my people, you know, from Turkish and Serbia, you know, I'm 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 from that yeah. realm. So my my roots are there. That we sit, that. yeah. We sit in a in a specific posture, which I can totally 100 percent agree on. We'd love to sit on not on couches but on the floor.
1: Yeah, the balls of your feet yeah.
0: Yeah, and we'd love to have a a small table that's just a few inches off the floor, so we can. Uh, drink tea sitting on the floor not on the couch and yeah, then yeah. we have a certain way of seating or or, or laying mm-hmm. and i that's my assumption i think this is where the name turkish came from because okay. you sit in a way where the turkish would sit and then you would get up so i'm assuming this is where it comes from
1: yeah cuz you used to bring your feet together in the get up right like you would come up and then you would bring your feet together and then you would stand up
0: i'm i'm not i'm not as sure about the movement pattern but i'm 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 sure about when you lay on the floor in the standing position where you have the elbow the elbow behind and you have one yeah, leg yeah. extended this looks like you're chilling yeah it does that's that's true yeah it really does and that's this a good point. i think this is where they uh, came up with the idea that this is the way the turks sit mm. and from them from their from them from there came together right and well, now all of these like ethnic names for
1: the workouts like that. a lot of the time they have like weird like the Romanian deadlift was just like a guy who did deadlift who was like showing deadlift and then like, oh why you do it.
0: Now? Funny thing about the about the Bulgarian split squats. Oh, I, I, Bulgaria man, one. I yeah. had I had I had the conversation with Andrew uh, Charniga. You got to watch this guy. He's yeah, so amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's I'm, so I'm cool. It, yeah. And he said and he said, man, I was living in Bulgaria. I was uh, he wasn't and living, but I was it. having I was, I was having so many competitions, and then he said. There was a time, you know. I wake. I came to the hotel. I was at the gym. I trained. Then I performed. Then I went back. I came to the gym. I watched. I trained. I performed. And there might be a chance that I was taking a nap in the gym. And, somebody- <laughs> and some guy did some Bulgarian split squats. <laughs> so it might yeah, yeah, be. Like- but yeah, he said, I mean, you like know what the like Bulgarian twist, right? Like he said, you know what the Bulgarians did? Squats. That's right.
1: what they did. Squats. That's the Bulgarian right? split squat, right. Uh, uh, but like, exactly. even like A lot of my clients actually say that. When I tell them, I'm like, okay, you're going to do uh, you know, a Bulgarian split squat today. And they're like, oh, what's next? Like a French twist or something like that? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like, you awesome. know, you
0: just... People you who know, are not just, into this world, are like, what are these names for? It's crazy. Right, but, and it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, and even funny thing is, kettlebells in Spanish, pesas rusas.
1: I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man, Rus-
0: Russian weights? Come on, man.
1: Yeah, it, well, because my, my girlfriend is from Ecuador. Ah. And her mom speaks Spanish. And so, like, whenever I like, talk to her, because I, I speak Spanish, I'm Puerto Rican, yeah. but uh, there's like a little bit of a disconnect because I use a lot of words in English. Ah, so, like, okay. I'll be like, ah, yeah. la And then she'll be like, ah, la ruta. You, rusa. See. Right? And yeah. then I'll be like, oh, and it took me a second. I was like, why is she what? calling them Russian weights? Like, I didn't understand because I'd never have to, had this discourse about kettlebells in Spanish it's prior Spanish. to her. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, so yeah. I had awesome. to, like, I literally, like, pulled up Google while I was talking to her is she calling it this? And I was like, oh my God, they call Pesajruzas <laughs> in, in Spanish, like actual Spain yeah. Spanish. These are so kettlebells. This is fascinating. Kettlebell. Yeah. But, not, but in German, they have another word, like uh, you Yeah, it's
0: Kugelhantel. Kugelhantel. Yeah, Kugelhandel.
1: I read mean, you talk you about know. that in your video, in your video. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Kugelhantel. And I think it, there are some Germans involved in this history, so it, it's fascinating stuff. But to bring yes. it back to the get up and to bring it back sure, to sure. Sinister or, or Simple and Sinister, I think it's awesome if, you, like you said, you want to perform well at Simple and Sinister, you want to, and you want to get a PR, you want to get a PR with the get up. Awesome, but... Epic, and here's another. really epic, like, love you. Yeah. And here's another thing. I I just recently did a video where I said uh, um, two workouts for martial artists and BJJ folks.
1: I I think I have that one saved to watch. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and here's what I uh, used. Long cycle, uh, jerks, snatches. I think that was the yeah. one part. And I said, because they build up your explosiveness, your endurance, kettlebells build so-called, I love it how Thierry Sanchez uh, specialized it. they're Specialized endurance? Yes, special, special endurance. I yeah. think this is a great term because you're actually thinking about it, right? You have uh, guys who are 68 kg body weight and they are moving 64 kg for 10 minutes. This would be, normally, this is strength endurance. Anything that you do above, what, t- two minutes is strength endurance or one minute? Yeah, now, yeah, these yeah. guys are moving weights close to their body weight. What kind of endurance is this? It is strange yeah, it was, endurance or whatever you want to call it, right? Who's it's that so one guy?
1: He's tiny. I think he's Russian, man.
0: Johnny Benito. He's Benicio. just
1: like, that's it. Dude is a total wizard. It's unbelievable. He's a wizard.
0: He's a wizard. Like, it is
1: unbelievable watching him. Every yeah. time I see him, I'm like, I can't believe he's moved. And I, then, like, I just recently did a long cycle with double 48. With double 48. And I was like, because I, I, I strict pressed them when I was 242, when I was uh, 100. 12, 113, however mm-hmm, much I wait, I'm mm-hmm, not totally mm-hmm. good. At doing yeah, that yeah. Enough. 112, let's say. I'm now under 100. I'm now like 96 or 97. So when I was doing the double uh, long cycle, I couldn't believe what it felt like to jerk two bells overhead. Like, and I messed up because I was using style or cast iron bells. My, my fixation was off. I had uh. to, like, rock it kind of messed up. And so they threw me, right? Oh, and I had shit. to, like... Had, the first time I messed up, I had to like throw it to the floor because I, so like, I can't believe people that can actually do that for 10 minutes. Like with their own body weight. Yeah. There's weird things that happen with the cast iron bells because they're just so big, but mm. I, like that, that's no excuse, right? Like mm. my technique was off. There's a lot of reasons why I was, I'm not good at it. I'm not specialized at it, mm. but still it's like unbelievable to watch these feats it's of strength. Like,
0: and here's, I think, uh, Andrew, B- uh, Ch- Charniga said this, he said, the heavyweights in weightlifting, are The strongest, weakest person,
1: yeah, 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 that, that makes be, sense because be, you're talking yeah, yeah, about right? body weight.
0: Yeah. Because, relatively speaking, we have to talk about relative strength. Watch right. these lightweight dudes, what Lee Kang or I think, oh, yeah, Lee yeah. Kang? what yeah, yeah. 240 squat. Uh, are, you, are you, are you, what this guy's, what 60 what 70 kg body weight, 67 at the most, yeah, pure walking muscle. I think this is, this yeah, is it's crazy. unbelievable, this it's is unbelievable. unbelievable. And the way like he deadlifts something- with the shrug, come on, man.
1: I know. It's what, well, like with the clean pull, it's like, it's unbelievable to watch. Like, And it's something that's actually been on my mind is I've lost that, like, that 16 kilogram, 16 kilos about of weight now. Mm. It's like, I, I am technically weaker. I definitely can't strict press double 48s right mm-hmm. now. But, mm-hmm. like, in terms of my, like, And I guess this kind of gets weird, but my general strength and my athleticism is like off the charts. Like my carries are faster. Yeah. I can do muscle, ups, way easier. Most definitely, yeah. I can no leg climb uh, ropes again really easily.
0: Yeah, less weight. Mm -hmm. Right, so it's it's like- Yeah, it it is- You you you, trade absolute strength, yeah. uh, Most definitely, and that's what people also have to understand. So it's not, you cannot, and that's why I'm also saying kettlebells are awesome, but they're not the the end all be all. You wanna be the king of strength? Pick up a barbell.
1: Yes, but I will Come say on. that He's... when it comes to general health, I don't think you can beat a kettlebell. Oh, like a, almost. Like I, said, I don't believe in absolutes necessarily, but like I tell everybody who like is messaging me, sometimes they're like, "Oh, you know, I want to get into fitness." I'm like, if you are willing to invest the time into strength development and convenience, kettlebells are actually the best. Most right? definitely. Barbells might be best for absolute strength. Kettlebells are
0: best for general. Most and I will. I will
1: maintain that. I will never, yeah, just, never me take too.
0: And a lot, of, a lot of folks that I have on a podcast are on a similar note or sh- share yeah. a similar sentiment because they say, "Listen, the kettlebell touches so many bases of human performance all at once. Yeah, this makes it so time efficient. This is one of the yep. best tools that you can use for general fitness. Most and fun. definitely, 100 agree. And it's fun. And it's That's awesome the number to try. one thing I say.
1: It's fun. It's fun. People yeah. come in. They're like, oh, talking about Joanne, the lady. Who knows yeah. Like we've been working on her swing which by the way was pretty good after only watching your videos and learning wow, how to do awesome, it awesome awesome appreciate in. it yeah, yeah of course she's a, awesome. yeah she's the best joanne she's the best um but she she mostly has she's finally touching barbells and stuff now and it's like it's crazy and she's 64 remember the amount of general strength that she's built up wow like just from kettlebell training 64 wow. yep. year old woman she's moving some weight like wow. and people Sold sort of it. when people talk about oh they're not the best for absolute strength kettlebells okay sure how many people are strict pressing forty eights for ten yeah right nobody. like come and talk to me when uh, me, me one day but come and yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, me yeah. come and talk to me when you can do those things and then let's talk about absolute strength maybe one okay? percent I
0: have to clarify maybe one percent wants to move these type of types of weights the rest right, exactly ninety nine percent and also an important footnote for people who are watching especially we have a lot of coaches listening. The the 99% are the ones where your money is, yep, the ones true. that need coaching and the ones that don't live in this world. They just need a professional at least once a week. Yep. This is where your money is. They're never gonna move these numbers because they don't have to. No. It's just and, and, to be It's healthy. not even worth it to an extent. It's not even worth it.
1: Like me, yeah, I'm spending like, it. I mean, I'm I'm preparing for a competition this, this December and like I'm spending like after this, I'm gonna work out. It's gonna take like two and a half to three hours. Mm. And like, I'm pretty, I, I get after, right? Like I'm not like sitting on my phone and like reading stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm resting as long as I need to, but I'm like supersetting stuff. It's just that I have so many physical qualities that I need to work on. And I have so much mm-hmm. volume and stuff that I need to get mm-hmm. through. And, and I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, cause you know, I post it on Instagram. I like sort of, you know, letting people say, oh, this guy's like not weak or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'll tell them, I'll be like, to, to get pretty good. You don't even need to spend half the time that I do in the gym. This mm-hmm. is me like trying to be the best I can at something that I care about without any substances, like without steroids or anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 but that's that's such an important point to make. It's like, why, okay, you're saying it's a great tool, uh, for example, okay, you say kettlebells are awesome, but why are you lifting a kettlebell like this, very strange, with a rounded back? What is it called? It's a squat, what are you doing? Well, you probably never have to do a circle squat in your life, but as for me, or as for you in that case, I love this exercise, I want to get better at it. I think it provides me some very unique types of strength, and yeah. I want to do it, but most people never have to do it, right? Right. And, and that's what yeah, people yeah. sometimes don't understand is when they hear an expert say, for example, for example, let, let's bring Dan John back in the picture. He says, sure, sure. Uh, don't do heavy get-ups. And yeah. I agree. But Gregory, why, why do you do them then? Well, because I can. I want to. I want exactly. to. Exactly. And I think right. I have the necessary qualities to do a heavy get-up. The reason right. why Dan says don't do it is because a lot of people who are listening are not crazy folks like we are who think about kettlebells all day. But maybe they've watched Simple and Sinister. Maybe they, they've read the old books from Pavel where, we had to, where he had to revise his numbers because they were way right. too crazy. right?
1: right? right and then
0: right, they're right. like, okay, let's pick up a even 32. Though, even though I would say, maybe I'm wrong. But I would say if you're sensible enough, you don't pick a for 32 kg for a spin if you don't have no experience. But I might be wrong.
1: I did that. Remember? That was my story. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. First, You're a specimen. Prostate, so like, You're a specimen, yeah. Love Like
1: it. I already had some built up strength that I had to ah, Okay, lost but that's, that's something that
0: was- different. You all you already yeah. had a background, right? So that's not the same. Yeah. Right? But no, people not, who are your, yeah. who never little... touched weights, right? They never touch a 32. They won't. Well, you know,
1: and I know that, sorry, I know we're going over time. I don't know if you're okay with that. But uh, oh, I love it. I was good. I was actually just training somebody today who, like, every time I talk, I've trained with her. She said she hates kettlebells. She's like, hopefully that doesn't hurt your feelings. I'm like, one, I, I don't care. It's a weight. Like, it's yeah, not going to hurt my it's feelings. It's a weight. That's we what's
0: like up. A yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: finally, after, like, I think about four months, five months of training with her, I had her do deadlift, And she was, she usually uses a trap bar. And today I was like, let's try something different. And so I brought out the 56 kilo that we have at my gym. And she's like, she's a beginner kind of, she's actually pretty strong. She's deadlifted like Mm -hmm. uh, 85 kilo. Mm -hmm. So she's pretty strong. Yeah. She's pretty strong. Yeah. And it like, it blew her mind to see how things carry over. Because she looked at the bell with the thick weight and how big it was. And she was like, there's no way that I can pick it up. And I was like, do it. Try it just right now. Don't even talk to me. I don't want to have this conversation with you. Pick it up. And she boom, picked it up for five. Easy, easy for wow. fun. There you go. And it's like I've a little bit lost the script on why I've been telling this story, but like it, it really this story to me kind of encapsulates why we do what we do, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. the smile on her face, when she was like, "Holy shit! Like I, I can actually do it." Wow. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like there's a reason why we do this. Like if there yeah. was a random object on the floor that I needed to pick up that was fifty-six kilos, I could pick that up. Yeah,
2: most right? Definitely. And
1: it's like you sort of see that realization on people's face mm. when they're like, "Oh mm. my god, this isn't just like my my body. This
0: isn't like my the shape of my biceps. This is like my life." Exactly, right, right. It, it is so much carryover into everyday life. And there's one. There's also we have one particular client. He he's not specifically into kettlebells. Guess what we do? We do some barbell works. At work, we do some carries, we do some prowlers, Uh-oh. we do some dumbbell work because he likes it. So should I stay here or should I say it out now? Listen, we are the kings of kettlebells. Now you're supposed to do it as well. No. He's like, ah, I'm not, I'm not that into it. Maybe sometimes right. I spice it up. So come come on, let's try a swing. Only one. Let's a couple. Yes, yes, yes. And he will. But I'm not gonna plan a particular or specified kettlebell workout, which I normally do with our clients, with him because I know he's not that into it. And for example, right. just recently I had one client. We were working. Uh, we were doing some exercises, and then I felt like after a couple of sessions, I was like, "He's lacking the overall um, GPP to yeah, like work kinesthetic with the awareness." The yeah, yeah, yeah. It. For 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 the ballistics, he yeah. the swing looks fine, but everything else is a little bit. Uh. So I was like, "Come on, let's let's stop with the kettlebells. Let's stop with the ballistics. Let's go for the you know the big lifts. Let's do some presses. Let's do some squats. Let's do some walks." which we normally yeah. do as well. So I, I, I laid him on the bench press, we did the bench, we stopped it, he racked it, he was like, I love this.
1: Yeah, guess so fo- w- guess, focus
0: on that. Guess yeah. what clicked in my mind? I was like, we're going to do this every day then, or every time you come, yep, because yep, he exactly. comes once a week, Every because you like it. So if you yes. like this exercise, you this, this is like you're motivated to train. Like, oh, I like, it. I wanna right. push, it. I wanna press some bars today. Of course right. I'm gonna do it. Right, well I'm then not let gonna... me ask you, let's, let's say a client comes South in and they, and they like doing
1: something really different they like doing something almost dangerous. Like, let's say, okay, let's say you get me before I became whatever, Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah. I just want to fucking zurcher deadlift, Gregory. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, with all my heart and soul, I want to do a zurcher deadlift. I want to, you know, be extremely flexed and pick up a heavy weight. Like, what, yeah. what would your approach to that be? What would, I would, what would say, you do? I would
0: your, say, your not, not trained, deconditioned? Yeah, yeah, like, so after I had my knee surgery, let's say. Okay, okay, I would say it's probably not the right choice. Okay, so you would
1: still be like, no. So you do have things that you would say Yes, no yes.
0: Okay. Especially especially if it's people where I, this, I mean, this never happened. I have to be honest. Because most people who walk in yeah, 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 don't yeah, yeah. know weights at all. So no, Zergadet of like, what is this? But ridiculous. Let's just assume, let's just assume somebody walks in, has a video like, I want to do this. I would say that's probably not the right way because here's the thing. I follow by the approach that doctors do. And the first yeah. rule that they have is do no harm. Right. Yeah, we
1: have the same thing in my studio as well. Right? Studio. So
0: if I know, I think this exercise might hurt you because not you're deconditioned, it. you don't, I'm not going to do it because, right. and, and, I, and I have, I'm liable, right? So yeah. I have, yeah, yeah, I have yeah. insurance, but I'm <laughs> also liable. insurance
1: too, yeah. Yeah, sorry.
0: right? <laughs> but, and, and I mean, that's, that's the, let's call it the, 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 the legal way. But the personal way is I don't want to get you hurt and do something just because you like it. Then you hurt yourself and you'll never walk in again. Right. then then I'm, I, I I I made a bad job, right? So yeah, instead yeah. I would say, hey, let's do some basics first and work up to this exercise if you want okay. to Okay, I love that answer and this isn't a zinger,
1: but this is sort of, uh, I wanted to like follow on that like path of thought because it's something I've been thinking about with my training philosophy too. So okay, so you say no to the your deadlift to a deconditioned individual. What happens if another person walks in, they see you teaching the double sport rack and they say, kyphotic's fine, that's dangerous. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. So, like, you have another coach who comes in and says, "Kai, fine." You were saying that you don't want to teach the
0: ah, uh, yeah, 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 but, but deadlift. Yeah. The reason why I don't want to teach the Zerka deadlift to a person who never lifted weights before is because I would assume that a circle deadlift is way too hard on your on your system. Same goes for the rack. Same for the rack. Yeah. A beginner, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I I mean, a rack, let's call it like a double rack position. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Serious weights? No. Yeah. So you wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. But of course, they would learn the rack position, but with with very light weights. And we, uh, but but that's a good question. We can make it take take it a step even, even further and say, okay, you can pick up a barbell and maybe just do some. Uh, 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 the jerk squad squat, jerk the lift the jerk, jerk squad even though I would have to say I'm not very proficient at that exercise. So I would say I'm, I'm not sure if I'm the perfect uh, person to say So you would almost you refer exercise. out
1: and say I don't have that special. Maybe,
0: training. yes, but I would also okay. say this is probably not the right exercise for you. Let, and let me put it like this. Deconditioned folks always go through the same uh, uh, regimen in our gym. We we'll start, Smart. we do something similar. Yeah. yeah. We, d- we first mobilize a little bit then I I, 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 not for, I, have to go a step further. First thing I check is their posture with, yeah. with a stick, right? Because I want them to yeah. feel what a straight posture feels like. Second thing that I do is I wanna check their hip and their shoulder. So the hip, I check them with the hinge. I wanna see if they can learn a hinge and I wanna see what their spine looks like, which I most of the time see when they walk in. Then with yeah. the shoulder, I, 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 I let them grab a stick and then they have to do exercises where they have to lift the arms as far as up they can so, so that I can see, are they limited? Maybe it's natural. They're naturally limited because the, the, the shoulder doesn't allow more, more flexion or we can improve it. And then finally, um, these are the three things. And then if it's okay, they pass, 99% passed, and I'm like, okay. Then I explain the way I teach Yeah. just, just to make sure that they understand coaching and cueing. And yep. then I, I teach them some safety rules and then we move into the deadlift. That's the first exercise that they learn. Because I want them to understand how they maneuver weights from the floor because they're going to pick up weights a lot in the gym. So they have yeah. to understand how to pick thing. up. Right. So uh, deadlift is the first thing. Then the second thing is a press with double with, with both hands, with the kettlebell, oh, the or maybe yeah. or, or maybe with two dumbbells. Just learning how to press, right? And then body weight squats. And then maybe some okay. carries. And we have the prowler, which is such a great awesome such an awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, it's
1: amazing.
0: And that's how I move. And that's how I do it. Love it. I would never teach, a, and, and here's the thing, many so you of our don't them teach specialized exercises for the most part? No, 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 no. So, yeah a good point, yeah. We have some people who understand the rack and who understand what happens, that they have to push their hips forward, they have to relax their upper body, they have to look yeah. for the either the iliac crest or maybe the the, the, the stomach area, but most people just have what HeartStyle will call an active rest, an active rack. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 where it's like it's still struggle yeah to hold it. but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a little bit of a struggle struggle but these guys and these folks don't pick up these heavy weights then i'm like okay that's right. fine but as soon as they move up they become more advanced they show up often they become stronger they're they're advanced with their technique then we can look at a double rack or a rack position love it no it's just it, it's
1: no it's fantastic i yeah. mean the truth is of the matter like this is this has been by the way for me a fantastic conversation
0: oh me like, too I'm, I'm i love it the and we got to do and, it
1: again yeah, absolutely. I'd be I'd be happy to come on. Most of uh, the the thing that I'm trying to say is like New York has a very particular coaching scene that's huh. primarily hard style, especially primarily hard style yes. from like a, an yes. offshoot of hard style, which is like almost like sports performance based, huh. where they do like a lot of like split jerk kettlebell and they do a lot of oh, hopping. You've probably seen it a little bit. Ah, yeah. Okay. Um, and the the truth of the matter is, I actually don't genuinely like really like talking to a lot of these people about training. Because I just feel like they're in a totally different world than I am, mm-hmm. right? Where like they're very invested in this like new age like hard style technique,
2: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: and I am sort of diverting more into like, I guess it would be a sport light or like mm-hmm. kettlebells for strongmen. I call it hybrid.
0: Yeah, you're just open minded. Yeah, you Exactly,
1: yeah. and so it's really fun to talk to somebody who is relatively experienced in or very experienced in one world and then relatively mm-hmm. experienced in the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's it, it makes me feel good about my practice because like uh, a lot of what you're saying about like these more specialized techniques and stuff like that like i yeah. watch on instagram a lot of these like you know because it's hard sometimes not to have this imposter syndrome right when you watch other trainers yes, you watch yes. these trainers they're having relatively deconditioned people do like fucking like landmine clean and jerk or like double kettlebell whatever and i'm like man like, yeah. i i think i progressed pretty hard honestly probably quicker than a lot of other
0: coaches mm-hmm,
1: but mm-hmm. i feel like I'm not progressing like this, right? And so it's, it's, it's cool to and hear here's another the, coach's perspective on he, how they
0: do it. Here's the thing, brother. I don't think that a landmine press is a most oh, bang we- for your buck exercise. I just don't <laughs> think it is. Because- I and, just had this discussion with my head coach at my gym. that I- <laughs> Yeah, right. And here, But we maybe have to uh, be a little bit more exact and say, yeah, for who, right? You have to say for who. And I'm always assuming and always, I I speak for the broad population. 99% of people don't lift. So let's talk about these people. First of all, for for all the coaches to reiterate myself, this is where the money is. And this is the people that need the most help, right? Just just plain facts. And now what do these people need? They have to understand how to pick up weights from the floor. First of all, they have to have strong legs because they sit up and... They sit down. They stand up. They walk so strong, like some squatting, and that's bodyweight squat. Does does the job in for deconditioned individuals. bodyweight job, uh, body squat, does the job because yeah. it's so hard if you do it uh, in a solid manner with with a lot of tension and you do ten reps. It's it's just intense. You're like wow, see that's just body weight, right. and and as we all know, deconditioned individuals most of them can't even do a push up. Right. So then, uh. The idea, the reason why I start, and I, we could say this is where I'm getting a little bit more specialized. They start pressing initially because yeah. we work with a lot of kettlebells, so pressing is part of the game. And I believe, yeah. and, I felt that my, yeah, and I felt it in my, myself as well, and science even proves this, that weights improve your mobility and flexibility if you train. Excellent. And here's another thing. Pressing weights overhead a lot of time really opens up your shoulders, and this is awesome for shoulder health. Yep. so that's the reason why i do that stuff and a landmine press where you rotate and do stuff i'm just i'm just not a big fan of you know rotations are awesome but again they're also at a diagonal right like it's yeah it's, it can't, it's which which, it's which can which can be cool right but for decondition let's talk about decondition, folks just teach them how to pick up weights and yeah. give them some carry exercises carries are awesome suitcase carries it's so simple but it's so effective and if you're yes. not if you want to challenge let them clean the weight up and if if they don't know how to clean the weight up I, this is how I do it I say, I, wrap together. No, I, say I, I, I do this pick up your hands like this then they have their hands I grab the kettlebell insert oh, yeah. it yeah and now and now walk <laughs> yeah, now so walk, walk. Too, yeah. yeah and now like, walk enjoy. and then they f- and they feel the tension all over their body right and these and yeah, are awesome would. exercises and and, no, and totally. that's why that's why I think working with people who never touched weights in their life, if you're able to coach them at a fairly decent level, this makes you a hell of a coach. Because I agree. people people who can move, you, you coach them instantly. It's like this, yeah, boom, they, boom. It. They, un- yeah. they understand it instantly. But people who cannot move, these are the ones that need the most help. And I believe yeah. you're doing them a disservice if you use exercises who are not most bang for their buck. Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. I'm like, I'm 100% in agreement. Brother, man, we've spent- Yeah, we're over. <laughs> yeah, we've spent two hours of talking, but man, I enjoy it. If, if, if I feel the energy, because I'm an energetic dude, most yeah, definitely. For sure. And I've had conversations with people who are very reserved and very laid back, which I, which I understand yeah. and appreciate as well. Everybody's different. But if I get that vibe of energy, I'm like- Let's hit I, it. I, I go yeah. all out. <laughs> no man, I'm telling you. If you if you're like people with my character, you should come to the
1: Northeast, man. Come to New York, come to Massachusetts. <laughs> mm. We're just a very abrasive, loud type of <laughs> awesome. person.
0: Oh, I love this. I love this. <laughs> awesome, Emilio, brother. Uh, thank you so much for for joining the podcast. It was really an awesome conversation, very enlightening, and uh, you shared some perspectives that I that really made me think. And I'm I was just having a great time, man. I really appreciate. Yeah, me too. It. Yeah, it's so fun. This was like this has been such a highlight. I'm looking forward to it. For awesome, brother. Awesome. So as soon as everything's up, I'm going to uh, cut the video, edit it, and then it's going to be on the podcast channel. Then I'm okay. going to share with you. So it's going to be on the podcast YouTube channel and it's also going to be on the on the Spotify. And funny thing is the Spotify uh, podcast is growing at a steady pace. Okay. It's not it's not huge, but it's growing yeah, yeah. The, at a steady pace, which I'm very happy with. And and the reason why I do this is first of all, every time I have a conversation with somebody I know that I'm gonna learn something. yeah. And, and this makes the conversation worth. It's not about the views, it's not about the clicks, it's not about the numbers, it's all about the learning experience. For sure. Awesome. So Emilio, talk to you next time. Uh, we have to do this again. Absolutely. And enjoy the rest of your day. Ciao, have a awesome. great day, okay? Thank you, bye-bye. If you find this episode helpful, consider becoming a Kettle Knight. Simply click the join button on our YouTube channel and become a podcast supporter.